I used to produce movies. One critic called them European. I thought they were shit. Bullshit! We do not make B pictures here at Capitol. So it's kind of a psychic political thriller comedy with a heart. But it doesn't make any sense, okay? It's fucking stupid. Okay, there actually has to be something that happens that's actually funny. Now, what is the one thing if you put it in a movie, it'll be successful? Tits. That is funny. <laughs> I can take you through it step by step, explaining why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence. There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character? I'm a star, I'm a star, I'm a star. Sorry, my mom's blind dog just ran into the door. Okay, that's a, that's a much better bit. Okay, let's forget everything I was just saying. I don't... I just heard a thud and I turned around. It was just this poor fucking dog with no eyes running into the... <laughs> one, of, one of my most cherished memories from work, and I've told you this, I've told you about this, is after we... Like right after we had our, our windows cleaned one time and you know, we're a very fancy modern dealership. that's like almost all glass. Like all the doors are glass, all the walls are glass. Like yeah. almost, it's basically a glass cube. Yeah. And we, you know, we were about to have like a, a shop meeting back in the, like in the mechanics bay where like we we're going to talk to the whole department about something. I don't even remember it. Clearly it wasn't that important, but it was a big deal at the time. Mm-hmm. And so the GM is like running around to like gather mm-hmm. everyone up. And just is like sprinting around the dealership almost and just like is is like moving like NFL linebacker about to take down Tom Brady's feed. Yeah. Just like like leading with his head and yeah. just into the like the glass door. Just leading with his head and just bam, smack into the thing. And I am like my desk is closest to the door, so I just I had this beautiful front row seat. Just my like my boss's boss just eating it like dead bird style on a glass wall. Like as he was like talking on his like his like Bluetooth thing to like someone, like we gotta get everyone, we gotta get everyone. This is really important, and then just boom, and just had to, you know, like like he was fine. It's important to say that he was fine. He's fine. Everything is fine, but. He did have to give this whole like very important meeting with the, with a welt just like the size of a bird egg on his forehead, which was just. He, he finally told you guys what your company was doing between 1939 and 1945. <laughs> oh, he's Jewish. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's why they sent him to do it. Which okay, another another just thing that I almost texted you and then didn't because I was at work and I'm a very studious worker. I'm always paying attention at work. I only work while I'm at work, but me too. I was just like, I was sitting with this lady in her office and there was like nothing, there was nothing for either of us to do. So we were kind of just both like absentmindedly, like looking at our phones or like the things that were in our, uh, like in our, in the office, just kind of like trying to, trying to entertain ourselves for a second. And I guess what, what she decided would, would pass the, the long, slow hours of the late afternoon was just kind of like reading the various holidays on her big like wall calendar and like oh it's like grandparents day this month that's okay cool and she's like getting down towards the bottom of the month and was like it's uh what's uh what's rose hoshina <laughs> and then like oh a couple days like oh 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 okay and then there's okay i know what that is because then there's there's yoma kipper too 
And yeah. it was just without missing a beat. It was like, I guess Larry's going to be off that day. Who's the GM? <laughs> just, it's always, it's always interested when someone's a little too interested in Judaism. Yes, yes. We, yes. Talk, we have a friend. Yeah. We have a friend like this who like, who like, who 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 brought out some holiday. Right, that knew about a holiday that like I had only just learned about because it is an obscure holiday that hasn't been celebrated yeah. for like a hundred years. And I was just it, that's the thing. It's one of those things where it's like it was like your consolation prize Christmas thing, right? It's 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 Nidlnacht, which is the which means nothing night, which is which is what which is what Jews used to call it's it. your I'm not mad holiday. <laughs> yes, no, it literally yeah. There's like some like Jewish like um. It's like apocrypha, I think, but it's yeah. It's like literally a Jewish book that's all about like these are the. Re- it was it was an incredibly not mad Jewish person wrote this mm-hmm. like like a thousand years ago. Where it's like these are all of the reasons why Jesus isn't the Messiah. Yeah. And so yeah, I read it. Yeah, and so he knew about that, and I was just like, hmm, why why did you know about this? I literally. I mean, there was. I, I wanna I wanna just defend this woman a little bit. There was nothing hateful in it. It's just yeah. you, every every once in a while you you. Like it's hard to believe that this is the case with her living and working in Montgomery County. Yeah. But just every once in a while, you encounter a person to whom, like a Jew, is kind of like a space alien. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. not some not something to be hated or feared necessarily. Just like, ooh, that's a spicy one. Ooh, look at that. Like, yeah, liter- No, I had this experience when I was a kid. Teach me about your ways, Joshua. I, bro, I had this when I was a kid. Uh, I had this, uh, we had these, like, uh, I had this really good friend who was Swedish, and, like, they were, like, like from fucking Sweden, right? Like, like actually Swedish, not, like, you know, not, not how, like, you're Irish, like, proper Swedish, right? Yes, yeah. And so, and so his dad... Or, I, like, how you're Jewish. Yes, exactly, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the <exactly>, yes. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. But, no, but yeah. so... Confirmed Catholic ass, Matt. No! Oh, oh, almost said it. Oh, 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 almost did. But no, but I'm um, still gonna have to edit in Homer there. What's it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I appreciate the Homer, but yeah. no, but um, what's it called? I mean, honestly, I say my last name more than you on this fucking podcast. Yes. Yeah. So mad about it. But no, but um, but so it, it, it was my friend's dad and this other Swedish guy, and they just like came over our house and they were just like, oh, and he, and he said to, he's like, oh, this is Matt, and you know, fucking. Sven or whatever the hell his goddamn name was just like shakes my hand right and then he's like Matt and his family are Jewish and this guy went oh and I was just like <laughs> I was just like I was just like yeah last I checked yeah <laughs> just, I was, I don't, I don't, but, and that's the thing is like, it was also the thing that like I like growing up Jewish in Montgomery County like I remember having to explain to Audrey like how few Jews there actually are and Audrey was just like what no they're not, <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> No, come on. And I was like, no, really. Even in Montgomery County, where there's a lot, not even like 10%, you know, which is a right. lot. Yeah. But still, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, no. Crazy stuff. What's it called? Yeah, it's definitely, I think you're right. I think it's the space alien. It's not like, uh, yeah. it's not bad. It's just kind of like, oh, that's yeah. cool. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's, what's it called? It's cool, though, you know, because then, Right? Uh, what's it called? Yeah, because every once in a while, you got it. You meet some. I gotta stop rocking. I'm in a rocking chair. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, no, it's spicy. I'm not getting nauseous at all. 
Do you ever miss the fact that, like, a hundred years ago, like, someone would have been like, Rob's Irish, and someone might have gone, no, they wouldn't have gone, ooh, they would have, they would have thrown something at you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are not permitted in this establishment, sir. <laughs> it's funny. The, the Which is why, uh, on all, like, my, my mom is, like, really into, like, genealogy, and is, you know, and, like, has done all the, like, Ancestry.com shit, and, like, even, like, more, like, serious research into, like, the family history, which is difficult because I come from a long line of inveterate liars, uh, yes. you know, being Irish. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, like, one of, the, one of the, the funnier things about my family is that, like, because they were all emigrating in, like, you know, the mid to, mid to late 19th century into, like, the maybe early 20th, like, when it was not, like, you know, not great to be Irish. Like, yeah. certainly you could do a lot worse. Yeah. Like, we yeah. were not the first slaves, thank you very much. But, like, still, like, if you if you were, like, doing a, like, ethnic draft, it probably wouldn't be the top seed, you yeah. know? Almost so, like, certain. they're all, they're, like, apparently she, she's, like, gone back and, like, looked at records, and there are all these people named, like, you know, uh, Tom O'Malley, or, like, Danny O'Malley. Yeah. Like, on their, like, you know, immigration forms at Ellis Island were, like, uh, German. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm from, I'm from Frankfurt. Just, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm just imagining them trying to pretend to be German. <laughs> so fucking. That's oh my god. What's it called? Yeah, Jew, yeah. For some reason, Jew, Jews don't even do that. They're all just like, oh, uh, uh, green. And it's like, come the fuck on, man. No, you they didn't even do that. Like, they didn't try to, like, anglicize their names at all. Just yeah. like, nope, my name is Seamus O'Malley. Yeah, yeah. From Dusseldorf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my great-grandfather's name was Herschel, and he came here, and he was like, I am Harry. I am Harry. You can call me Harry. And you get... I think it's fitting that, like, you know, I come from a, a long line of, like, liars, but not people who are too lazy to pull off their lies. That and that yeah. honestly, knowing you, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. accurate. Like yeah. I'm going to lie, but I'm not going to like put in the effort to like convince you of it. I'm gonna make you decide how much of a deal you want to make about this. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, no, it's funny. The neighborhood where my parents live now actually used to be restricted. <laughs> this was this was this was a restricted neighborhood, and now I got to walk around here with a yarmulke the other day, and I, I had a little chuckle to myself because right, and then I was like. Shut up, Matt. But it was, yeah. it was a little chuckle. I was like, I wish those motherfuckers could see me now. Because what's it called? Yeah. Because I would have beat their asses because I eat protein. And they did it. Yeah. No. I mean, I had a long conversation with my mom last weekend because I, you know, I just sort of, you know, was just, you know, needed something to talk about. I was like, Mom, we're, 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 was like great-great-grandfather Daniel actually a Fenian? And, you know, because that's the family story is that, like, he, like, you know, again, being, like, a, a coming from a long line of self-mythologizers, like, if you ask my, like, grandfather why we came to Ireland, it's, you know, because he, like, personally tried to kill the king. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, cool, but, okay. But, like, one of the, like, which, you know, who knows? Probably, yeah. maybe they were involved in some way in, like, Irish revolution revolutionary politics maybe it was just bullshit and like you know there was a famine going on and they decided to leave well you see here's but, what happened. see your great 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 grandfather whatever the hell was yeah. in a carriage ride with, <laughs> with three other with three other irish people with three other fenians and one of them what was well, well, well with three other irish people one of them 
was an Ulster loyalist. One of them was a Fenian, and then it was his best friend in the back in the back of the carriage with him. And the two in the front were arguing about. Oh no! This this hold on. This was this was like pre Ulster. This is like it's all a colony. Okay, okay, okay. But you under you understand the joke I'm making, don't you? Kind and of, he was in the yeah. back, and then his best friend said, "Are you sleeping?" Oh yes, I understand the joke now. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, your family is lovely. Um, but <clears throat> <laughs> all right. So hello and welcome to you're gonna hate it. Hey, was he a Fenian or not? I don't know. Like everyone, everyone says that he was involved in something and was like, you know, the like the story that they tell is that he was like chased out of the like the village by the redcoats and had to like escape on a rowboat. Um, which <laughs> I mean, like not like not that he took a rowboat to the U.S., but like to a ship waiting offshore. Like they're not. I mean, they believe some like some pretty out there things, but like that's they're not that out there. You in the but, middle of an Atlantic. I don't know why. Whenever you talk about this, I always just imagine you with like a beard and like dressed like 19th century in a rowboat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should have fucking done it. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I should have just starved to death. This sucks. Yeah. Oh, bro. That's cool. Yeah. The, my thing is that uh, my ancestor was a murderer. And that's how we came to Quebec. He was on, he was on the first voyage of Samuel de Champlain. And I looked into it, and there was someone with my family's last name on that uh, who apparently was a murderer. Uh, and that's the thing, is that I was just like, good enough. Gonna, gonna take that. It is, it is a not uncommon last name, but whatever. We claim him, I guess. So, who knows? Yeah, I mean, that seems like, those, those seems like, seem like appropriate, like, historical analogs for ourselves. Like, you come from a dude who, like, <clears throat> just... Just straight up murdered a dude and had to leave the country in a bar fight. <clears throat> yep, that, that sounds like you. Whereas I am, I come from a. Uh, we know he was a teacher, so a teacher who lied about being lied about, like had to leave because you know just he couldn't keep it together and like told everyone it was because he he was too politically principled. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. 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 Lied about being more politically involved than he was. Yes. Yes. Versus my versus versus someone. Versus someone uh, who got drunk and then couldn't let something go and then had to face consequences and then complained about it the whole way. Yes. 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 All right. And then got top from a, uh, from, from a native woman. And that's how I am here. Okay. Yep. I, don't think that's, I don't think that's how reproduction happens. But we can talk about that later. You know, <laughs> that might be a longer discussion. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, again, hello and welcome to You're Going to Hate right, It. So hold on. Hold this on. Is, got killed uh, real quick real quick because this is a film podcast and at some point we need to talk about film well he was on a scouting mission with some Algonquin, and they left him to die by the iroquois so just like me he was betrayed by his friends do you want to know how my guy died how oh, oh he fell off a building didn't he yeah he was yeah he was a construction guy and he fell it, it isn't a good story not a good story. Yeah, no. that's that's so 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 much historical death is just he fell. Yeah, yeah. the sheer amount of people that just fall, falling, yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people fall to this day. It's one shout of out, to, shout out to falling. Yeah, shout yeah. out to falling. big shout out to death by falling. You know, probably the way I want to die the least. Yeah, I would get some famer. Yeah, before I get the the stats, the stats 
um, Death by Falling put up. That's a that's a first round ballot. That's in the Hall oh. of Fame on the first round. Easy, yeah. Easy. yeah, yeah, it's getting ripkened. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah, again, first round ballot. That's not true. Or made it in up, made it in on the first ballot. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, I went to his induction ceremony. Of course he did. Yeah, 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 I did. Anyway, anyway, hello. Hello. And it was him and Tony Gwynn, I think, who was, you know, probably Tony Gwynn is awesome. I love Tony Gwynn, but we're not, we cannot, this is not a baseball podcast. This is a film podcast called You're Gonna Hate It, wherein every week we assign the other one a movie that we think they're gonna hate. My name is Rob. His name is Matt. He's doubling over with laughter. I'm genuinely unsure at what. You wanna know what? Yeah. I was imagining, it was imagining someone <clears throat> going to a batting cage and just bunting. <laughs> that is actually kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Have you been to the batting cages as an adult? It's actually pretty fun. I actually, I actually, I, I believe I, I believe I have, yeah. And it was, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's not, it's a good time. Yeah. Good time. We'll go sometime. Yeah. We also got to go fishing. I'll talk to you about that afterwards, though. But, yes. But anyway. All right. So. Oh, yeah. I'm Matt. We already said that, or I said that. You no, know, I, I just. I didn't say that. Don't put words in my there mouth. There you go. All I right. forgot. He's Matt. No, I didn't. I remember. All right. So. Um, our first film this week is from, I believe, again, 2011, same as The Turin Horse. Uh, 2012. 2012, you're right. Yes. 2012. The this Master. Is, you, always, you always miss it by one year, and then I always get it. Yeah. The it's Master. The Master. But movie Roll about the trailer. Movie about me. Roll the trailer. I'm the Master. There will be people on the outside who will not understand the condition you men have. Now upon your shoulders rests the responsibility of a post-war world. You can smile. You can start a business, filling station, grocery, or hardware store. Get a few acres of land and raise some chickens. You have a break coming? 10 minutes. If the average civilian had been through the same stresses that you have been through, undoubtedly, they too would have developed the same nervous condition. You want to get the lady back? How'd I get down here? You're acting aggressive because you drink too much alcohol. What do you do? I am a writer, a doctor, a nuclear physicist, a theoretical philosopher. But above all, I am a man, just like you. <laughs> He's been writing all night. You seem to inspire something in him. What we will do now will urge you toward existence within a group, a society, of family. Good science, by definition, allows for more than one opinion. Otherwise, you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. And this is where we are at. To have to explain ourselves. For what? The only way to defend ourselves is to attack. You know, you should wake up, Val. Your father's speaking. You might learn something. He's making all this up as he goes along. You don't see that? I wonder how he got here and what he's after. Is it really all so easy that he just came across us? You are an everlasting spirit, Freddy. I don't believe you. You make this up. I, you just, I know you're trying to calm me down, but just say something that's true! Are you thoughtless in your remarks? Do your past failures bother you? Is your life a struggle? Is your behavior erratic? 
are you running from? He's dangerous. And he will be our undoing if we continue to have him here. If we are not helping him, then it is we who have failed him. Perhaps he's past help. Or insane. Welcome back from the trailer. It was a great trailer. You're not the master. You're oh. definitely not the master. I am, listen, if you, listen, yeah, I have things to say about the two of them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's, there's, there's a lot to unpack here. This is, this, is another, this is another one where I've given you just one of my favorite movies. Mm. It's a, it's, it is certainly a lot less approachable than like uh, Rushmore. Like it is yeah. a harder watch. Yeah, um, but we can we can get into that in a second. I do want to do a little bit of intro here because I, again, just because this is a movie I'm passionate about. It is directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, who's you know, I think you know has a strong claim to being the best American director of his generation, certainly yeah. in the conversation. Yeah. Um, better than his brother, <laughs> Paul W. S. Anderson, no, director. What? Oh yeah, there are a bunch of bunch bunch of directors named Anderson. None Maybe of them are related. They need to pick a name. Yeah. Someone, yeah, someone needs to like come up with a pen name. Yeah. Um, come on. Yeah. Is there what, actually Paul Anderson? Are there two Paul Anderson? Uh, well, yes, what, there's a Paul W.S. Anderson who made like all of the Resident Evil movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. I believe is married to M- Mila Jokovic. How do you pronounce her name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who is American? Not American? Can't remember. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Could, could not tell you. I could, could. She could be one of from one of them vampire countries. Yeah, or she could have just been like people from them vampire countries love naming their kids vampire ass names too, even yeah. though they grew up in like fucking like I don't know Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of vampire people in Scottsdale. Oh, we're we're gonna have we're gonna have a talk about vampire ass names in a minute here. Oh but, yeah, don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, so Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, known for directing such films as Boogie Nights, uh, yeah. Magnolia. Um, Punch Drunk Love, which is uh, until Uncut, Uncut Gems came around, I would say is the best Adam Sandler movie. Um, right. Calm down. I, <laughs> Calm down. No, I, I stand by that take. Okay. Are you going to say Uncut Gems is not the best Adam Sandler movie? I mean, Happy Gilmore is still a perfect movie, so I don't know what you're talking about. But okay, <laughs> yes, of the ones of the ones that my dad hated, yes, it's probably the best. <laughs> my dad. Okay. Yes, my dad, as I think I've said before on this podcast, my mom and dad went and saw Punch Drunk Love in the theater uh, on a date and then came back. And my mom, and I was like, how was the movie? And mom was like, it was great. My dad said, no, it wasn't. It sucked. It wasn't funny at all. All right, we'll agree to disagree. But yeah. 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 You know, my dad. Um, I, again, I still at some point need to meet your, meet your dad. Yes, yeah. He'll, but, he'll tell you to watch various uh, shows on various streaming things. That's what he does to me every time we talk. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, Mr. Anderson, immediately before The Master was coming off uh, There Will Be Blood, which is probably the, like, consensus choice um, for, like, best American film of the century so far. What? Uh, I mean, it's good, but that's the best? I mean, again, I'm not saying, like... Who makes this consensus? Just just sort of... No one asked you? Yeah. I mean, I, there's not like a, again, this is not a definitive thing. It's just, you know, sort of the, 
critical zeitgeist would sort of point in that direction. You know, I think you would find more people who disagree with that statement than agree with it, but it's certainly in the conversation and probably the individual title that comes up the most just sort of is my sense of it. Okay, um, well, you're entitled to your opinion and it's entitled to be wrong, so that's fine. What, what's your pick? McGruber. <laughs> All right. It's a perfect movie. I won't apologize for it. You can't watch it and not have a good time. That's what a movie's supposed to be. Sorry. <laughs> Why I apologize. A movie, a movie that I saw in high school and was like, yeah, all right, yeah, exactly, yeah. It, I, listen, I'm just saying, the point of the movies is you go and you have a good time, and it's a movie where you can go and have Matt, a good time. Watch. Matt, Matt, Matt. Okay, after we, after, after yeah. recording last week's episode, like a day or two later, you just kind of text me. He's like, I think I might try Satan Tango. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one, yeah, the seven hour one. Yeah. Because as much as as much as you hated the Turin horse, there's a part of you that clearly was like, eh, there's something going on there. Yeah, no, well, that's the thing is because I want to endure it and do it better than you. <laughs> like, the entire reason I joined Twitter originally was just because I was like, I want to get more followers than him and then quit. And then you quit before I could do that. And it legitimately one of the worst days of my life. I was so mad. It's all I wanted. Yeah, but you never would have gotten there anyway. I was better at you, better, better at it than you. So much, you were so much better at it than me. God damn it. God damn it. This is, <laughs> you are the Amadeus to my Mozart, or whatever that is. Whatever that right. was. So, I was just giving a little bit of, con- I, don't, I don't know that that was really necessary for anything. It was just giving a little bit of context to where Anderson was in his career when he made this movie. Basically, he was coming off about as successful as like a, you know, like an arty independent director uh, about as successful a film as as that kind of person can make. Like it lost out winning Best Picture, but it lost out to like arguably the Coen Brothers' best movie. Oh yeah, that so, was the, uh, it. Was it was that versus uh, No Country for Old Men? Yeah, and, and yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they were like neck and neck. Yeah, they're, which is it's insane that the Oscar like like in two thousand seven the Oscar was going like was going to go to one of the two best movies of the century. Yeah. And yeah. like, so both one incredible year for film and incre- like incredible that like the Oscars would like even nominate either of those movies. Yeah, because they were so boring. Because <laughs> they were better than most movies that get nominated for Best Picture were. Like, like any other year, it would be like a victory for one of those movies to even get a nomination. Like whatever 2007's version of The Help, you know, should have won. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The one, the movie that said so. That's all. Best Picture means is that that movie said something, or whatever the fuck. No, it it means it it is the movie that wins Best Picture is the movie that um is the movie. That's what Hollywood wants to think of itself as. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was shocked the Post didn't win. I mean, I think that like, mm, Holly. It, it was a little too like community theatery, like Steven Spielberg and all his best actor buddies from all your favorite TV shows just kind of got together to put on a show that, about how important journalism is. And like Hollywood is not more with it than that, but would like to think of itself as a little bit more with it than that. Yeah. It was too obvious. It was too obvious a pick. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so, Hollywood, uh, I, imagine the, I mean, the kids that sing on the back of the bus. Yeah. So they decided to give it to the Farrelly brothers instead, which is still insane. 
But which, which one was that? Which one won that year? Which one was that? I think that was the year that Green Room, or Jesus, not Green Room, Green Book won. Green, Green yeah. Book? Oh, my God. All these fucking movies. God, just so forgettable. Like, Tears in the Rain. That's a Blade Runner. Yeah. Movie I, have. I, I have not seen Green Book. I am told that in Green Book, uh, Viggo Mortensen, like, shotguns a pizza. Like, he, like, rolls it up and, like, tries to eat the whole thing. I don't know if that's just a bit I heard on a podcast, but, like, I kind of want to believe that that's true. <laughs> I have never looked it up because I, I just want to believe that, that is actually a thing that happens in that movie. <laughs> well, like, if Green Book does include... What the fuck could shotgunning a pizza mean? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's shotgunning a pizza. <laughs> but like, if if Green Room, Jesus, not Green Room. Green Room is awesome. Green, but if Green Book does include a scene where could be Green Room, you don't know. If if Vigo Mortensen does <laughs> shotgun a pizza in Green Book, I'll, I'll go. I'll go and say Green Book did deserve the Oscar. Your internet, your internet connection is unstable. Why is it telling me more? <laughs> Okay, you um, might need to go inside at some point. But genius. remember that <clears throat> the dog. I don't know if you can shout as much as you want to shout in your parents' home, though. That's the thing. It's tough. The dog hit the door again. <laughs> All right. If it happens, we. I'll go inside. So we've not actually started talking about the master. We should start talking about the master. Um, I would. I would say it is like um. I, I just wanted to give that context because it is an interesting follow-up to like a movie that nearly won Best Picture and like could have catapulted you to the level of being like, you know, like like you know, like a Scorsese, someone like that, like someone who has like establishment, um, you know, bona fides. Um, but that's it not really in a bona fide. Sorry, what's the difference between a bona fide and a bona fide? Uh, Bonafide sound schooler. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Bonafide, you sound Italian. Bonafide. God, can you imagine? You know what's a better life if you and I were just Italian? Fuck the Jewish okay. shit. We need to talk about the master. Matt, we're not we're not doing ethnic science yet. We can do that later, but we need to talk about the master. When we get the, when we get the underworld, I get to do ethnic science, okay? We are much more distractible when we're not in person. Not, which is insane, because you think the yeah. opposite. No. But it's like it's easier to think you're the only one talking. Um, so you, you just kind of roll. Um, I always think I'm the only one talking. I am gonna have a. I know. But anyway, um, so like this is this is not like you would think. Like a more a more traditional director might have made a movie where he was like, "Yes, I am going to capitalize on my newfound, you know, like establishment success, and maybe go for a movie that really has a, a better shot at winning Best Picture or something that you know, you know." Maybe could make a lot of money, you know. I, I can do whatever I want now, but and and he kind of, this is kind of him doing whatever he wants. So like this is an obscure, difficult, like hard to parse movie. Matt, it, it, this you are so distractible. You just keep talking. You can just keep talking. You're making a choice. I don't want to just keep talking though. Yeah, it sounds like a you problem then. I'm listening. You're not. You're you're watching. You're literally just holding up a lit match to the fire being like look what i did mommy but <laughs> you think it's gonna be true anyway but yeah so this is 
again, after there will be blood, Paul Thomas Anderson kind of had the, the opportunity to write his ticket and do whatever he wanted. And rather than like, again, like go for like mainstream credibility, he went for something weird and out there and personal and got the opportunity to do whatever he wanted and did whatever he wanted. Like this is a difficult, obscure, hard to parse movie. Yeah, that is, it is. I mean, I, I remember walking out of the theater, like see, seeing this with like a, a packed crowd at like the AFI Silver, um, which was just one of one of one of the most beautiful film going experiences I've ever had. Like full house, big fucking screen, filmed or shown in seventy millimeter. It was great, beautiful. Like this is this is one of the best looking movies ever made, and like which I think I say a lot, but that's just because again I have impeccable taste. Yeah. And, yeah. You're a train. You're a train. You're 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 an artisan. Yeah. Yeah. Art- but forced from your forced from your uh, uh, forced from the palatial spe- splendor of your rural artisan ways and forced to work in this horrible suburban uh, area that we find ourselves in. Both of us are really. (laughs) But, but I was, I just mentioned that because walking out, like there was a lot of confusion in that crowd. Like there were a lot of people who were like, I don't entirely know what I just watched, which I don't think is an unreasonable reaction. Like I disagree completely. And we can get into that. Um, Like, because I, I do feel like I understand this movie viscerally. I've watched it a bunch of times, but but it is a movie in which, you know, character motivations are not entirely spelled out. Like, there are, like, major character decisions and plot points that just kind of happen. And if you're paying attention, you can, you understand them, but they aren't, like... They aren't... Uh, God... Like, like they don't wear it on their sleeve. Like they're not they like aren't, they aren't telegraphed in the way that they normally are. And like this is not a movie that holds your hand. Like no. there are moments that like where where there are moments that really cross the line between like subjectivity and reality that are like kind of feel like waking dreams. Yeah. You know there there are, you know there's some like very you know capital S symbolism here. Yeah you know? yeah 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 yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this is, this is really a movie where, like, uh, we're, like, yeah, like, 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 um, yeah, I don't got anything. I don't know why I'm talking. But it is, it is also a movie that is fundamentally, you know, it's, I think the thing that anchors all of it is that it is a great dual character study. You know, it is anchored in this relationship between these two men, um, which we should get into a little bit. So this is a movie that is, it stars, um, um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Joaquin Phoenix, who again, like, you both have s- strong claims to being, you know, s- two of the very best American actors of their generation. Yep. I think in this movie, doing career best work. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is, yeah. And yeah. like, I don't want to make this all about them either. Amy Adams is fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Like, like this has a stacked cast. Like. Rami Malek, your dad's best friend, shows up. Like <laughs> Jesse Plemons is like really good with just like a couple of lines. Like yep. you know, there's every Laura, it, Dern. Laura Dern is great. Like Laura Dern is always great, but like yeah. has a small part but kills it. You yeah. know, um, yeah, yeah. And, and so across the board, across the board, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Joaquin plays this. Uh, it's set in the. You know, late forties, early fifties. Joaquin plays a a a a, a former uh, seaman 
um, yeah. in the Navy during World War II, you know, begins with him in the war and just getting out of the war and, you know, sort of tracks his difficulty reintegrating into society. Clearly, he, like, major PTSD. Yeah. Like, really, really, what did they call it at the time? That was uh, battle fatigue. Battle fatigue, yeah. yeah. We yeah. hadn't totally gotten, like, euphemistic. You know, there was, it wasn't, wasn't as, like, visceral as shell shock, but we weren't as, like, you know, clinical as PTSD yet. Stress disorder. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Battle fatigue, a, a, a little closer, just like, oh, yeah, you know, he's just tired, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's, it's but like, there's the, still, like, yeah, he's seen some shit. He's, he's not okay. He has perhaps he's done cool. some shit. Yeah. But his, his issues also seem to go deeper than that. Yeah. Like, he's, he's clearly got some, like, weird sexual stuff going on. Yeah. You know, yeah. in one scene he talks about, he's, he's got a history of, like, incest, you know. Um, and he's, like, a bad alcoholic. Like, this is, yeah. like, a, this is, like, one, one of the, like, dirtiest drunks I've ever seen in a movie. He, like, yeah. specializes in these, like, it isn't even really alcoholism. He's, like, fortifying his drinks with, like, paint thinner and turpentine yeah. and fucking gasoline. Like, this is, like... Yeah. Yeah, this, this is, is a like guy that, DIY alcoholic meth. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a great line where, 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 um, where uh, they're talking about his concoctions, and and he's talking about because um, one of the opening scenes of the movie, he basically kills an an, an immigrant farm worker uh, yes. uh, who like drinks too much of his hooch, right? And 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 the master basically says to him like like, like did you kill that right, right is the stuff you, you make poison and he said he says it's not if you drink it smart which right. is which is like yeah that's i mean that's an, this is a man who was having a hard time and then world war 2 happened and he had a harder time yes not a man yeah. who was okay before the war this is no. not, the war just exacerbated a lot of stuff yeah it was pouring gasoline on a tire fire yes yeah, which he then drank yes yes exactly yes. yeah like he is, he, this is like as about as like purely nakedly animalistic as I've ever seen a performance. Like, yeah, yeah. Like Joaquin is on one in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. This is I, 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 don't know if you got a lot of this. I, I, because we also we had seen Joker together. Yeah. This reminded me a lot of his Joker performance. Also, just because of Joaquin Phoenix is one of those guys that really like commits his body to roles. Yes. And he's got Joker shape here, not as skinny, but but pretty close. But like. This is, I think, this is like the 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 platonic ideal of that Joker performance, right? And yeah, yeah. Like, Which is like, kind of like I know we were talking after we saw Joker, and I was like, I actually didn't love Joaquin in this movie. And the thing that I was thinking is like, I've seen him do this better. Yeah, like, exactly. This, yeah, yeah. this is more of a fuller character. Yeah, like you get. It didn't make sense to me at the time that you said it because I hadn't seen this movie. Now having seen this movie, I'm like, that that makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, like I fully agree with 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 like, that you had. Yeah. Like Joker, like it's it's not entirely him. Like some of it is the script, but like his Joker performance felt like a collection of affectations, kind of. Yeah. Which I mean, this certainly has. Like he's again, he's doing a lot. Like his even just his like his like eyes are all fucked up in some way. I can't even yeah. begin to explain. Like he's he like seems to have like ticks. Like I don't know how you like method act yourself into like having like legit facial ticks, but he does it. Yeah, but like it's all in service of this fully rounded like character that they get deep into the psychology of, and yeah. like yeah. So again, yeah. when I saw Joker, I was like, I mean, I love Joaquin. No one could have done this better than him, but like I've seen yeah. him do better. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, and this was the movie in which he did better. Yes, yes. If you like, like 
Joker performance, you're gonna you you you'll you'll love his performance in this movie. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. This and is a, then yeah. So after he sort of drifts around society for a while, completely failing to like make his way in like you know the peacetime world, like he cannot hold down a job. Like he has a job first as a photographer at a department store. And like cannot keep himself from like you know beating up customers. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, like an, a a not hard job that he could do, and he was even kind of fucking a woman on the side. And like, but but he he can he actually he doesn't fuck her. He yeah. he has the opportunity to fuck her, but he he passes out drunk on their date. Yeah, and it's after that that he's so sexually frustrated. Like you can see him in the scene where he beats up the dude, like looking around for the girl, being like, "I need to like make this right." Yeah, but he's so, he's so caught up in that frustration that he takes it out on this this dude. And the, the thing he keeps asking the dude is like, "Are you married?" Like yeah. he's clearly like he's clearly got some like deep sexual psychoses that he like yes. takes out on people. That, yeah, like, yeah, and and as I said, and as I said, he clearly had these going into the war because one of the first yes. scenes is. All these like navy guys, like they like they're building this like uh this like woman out of sand, right? You know, and giving her like big pits and everything. And yeah. then he just starts kind of like pretending to fuck it, and they all kind of laugh. And then he, and just then gets, he keeps fucking it. It's, it, it's funny to do do a few pumps. That's okay, right? You pretend to lick yeah. the whatever. But he like starts basically having sex with it, and then they just all he, like finger blasts it. Like it becomes very uncomfortable very quick. It's like you can watch the crowd around and being like, oh, this isn't a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. And which, which, yeah. And then after that, it immediately cuts to I think the funniest shot of in the movie, which is him just masturbating into the surf. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There, there was a woman again in in the first time I saw this. There was a woman behind me who just cackled laughing at that. Which like I was on her side. Like that is a funny shot. But like again, like one the crowd I was with didn't entirely know how to react to this movie. So there are people who were like very uncomfortable with her laughing. Like it, it, but it's it's like, a legitimately funny scene if you look at yeah, it. Yeah, but it, it like you're watching someone debase themselves. Yeah, which is, yeah. it, yeah. which is both deeply uncomfortable and kind of funny. Like both yeah. reactions are appropriate. Yeah, yeah. In front of and, and also in front of all these guys that have also had the same terrible experiences that he has had. Yeah, and these are all guys, and, that, and they're all like, "That guy's weird." They're, yeah, they're like, "Man, we." It was crazy seeing all those Japanese people cooked to death, but man. What Freddy's a weird guy. Freddy's yeah. a weird guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't so think like, I'm pretty off at the surf level yet. <laughs> so, like, after, you know, after sort of, again, just sort of drifting through post-war America, like, not even being able to, like, as you talked about, not even being able, being able to keep it together as, like, a, a migrant farm worker, like, yeah. just absolute bottom of the barrel, still cannot figure it out. Yeah. Like, he then just sort of, drifts onto this boat in San Francisco Harbor because it looks like people are having a good time. You know, it's all lit up. There's like jazzy mambo music playing. Like there are people laughing. Like it just, it looks like the place to be. And so he just, he stows away and it turns out to be essentially Sea Org. The, like this, yeah. like it, it's, it's a boat not owned, which is sort of a plot point later on, but rented by uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, Lancaster Dodd, who is kind of an Elrod Hubbard figure, who um, takes an interest in Freddy because Freddy is sort of like, they have an interesting relationship and their relationship is kind of the heart of the film um, because they are simultaneously like 
they have this sort of deep friendly connection. You know, the, one of their first scenes is that is them drinking together because Lancaster Dodd, Philip, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman is into the potions Freddie makes. You know, he, he likes that like weird fucked up like science experiment alcohol that Freddie brews. Like there is some like genuine like sort of connection there between them. They seem to share something. But they're also sort of like perfect opposites at the same time. And like Freddie is kind of, he's simultaneously like kind of a, a long-term project for Dodd because, you know, Dodd's whole thing is like, you know, using these like weird Scientology methods to like achieve human perfection and, you know, cure all ailments, both psychological, spiritual, and, you know, mental and even physical. And, you know, Freddie is sort of the perfect embodiment of, you know, again, just pure animalistic living. So it's, you know, Dodd kind of wants to, you know, he's, he's the ultimate challenge for Dodd. Um, but they're also, you know, there there are all sorts of valences to this relationship. There are like even very, very muted hints of like, you know, maybe a little bit of romantic connection there. But yeah, that's that's kind of the heart of the movie is the relationship between Dodd and Freddie, which is this kind of like almost like master and canine relationship. We're like, yeah, it's it's like watching someone try and train a problem dog, and yeah. like. The dog kind of wants to be trained and also kind of wants to just wolf out and is like from moment to moment deciding whether or not it wants to be civilized. But there's also this little hint that the master kind of likes the dog being uncivilized too. And in fact, you know, there is in fact this deep, you know, he has this, the wolf thing within him too. He's just much better at repressing and controlling it most of the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I think, like, like, um, uh, because, yeah, like, I mean, the way that we're introduced to the master, um, just real quick, is this too, like, reverberative? It's fine. Okay, yeah, um, um, no, I mean, I mean, the way we're introduced, I mean, I mean, like, he basically does seem like this, like, kind of, like, guy that has it all together, he presents himself as, like, a doctor, a philosopher, all these different things. Yeah, he, he gives, like, the first scene together, he gives his, like, CV, and, like, uh, Freddie asks him, like, what do you do? And he's like, I am a doctor, a philosopher, a nuclear physician. He gives, like, this whole long list. Yeah. And I am, above all, a man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this whole fucking thing, right? Yeah. And, like, about 15 minutes later into the movie, right, where he's, you know, yeah, like, 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 uh, like, like, they have his daughter's wedding. And, like, and, and basically for, like, this next 15 minutes, like, the master really, you know, he's, like, this man. He's, like, talking. Everyone's being, like, oh, my God, he's so great. And he's deeply charismatic. Yeah, yeah, incredibly charismatic. Yeah, and kind of, yeah, and like gets to like the heart of Freddy in this one. Well, not to the heart of him, but like pretty close. Like, oh, the the processing scene? The processing scene, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say that is like, if if I had to like make a choice for like scene of the century so far, I'm really throwing out these superlatives this, this time, but fuck it. The processing scene is my scene of the century so far. Oh, like, yeah. It is it's- just two actors working at the absolute peak of their craft oh yeah no it is a it is a it it really i mean that's the thing i mean that's why like you know what a blessed movie because you have these two incredible actors you know okay i just i have to say you're shirtless right now i don't know why you're shirtless right now you just pitch this moment to change shirts you're sniffing the one that you're putting on i just i don't need to see this i don't want to be a part of this you could have turned off your video but you didn't 
You just rolled on through. Because you are the Freddy in this relationship, Matt. Don't take off the pants. Keep the pants on. Don't even joke. We will not have that type of relationship, Matthew. I will not sing you slow boat to China. <laughs> Do my joker laugh. Um no, no, but um but no 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 but that's the thing. So like so like they have the master kind of be just like oh my god, like this guy, right? And then like right. And then, like, about... But like, you get to see him break sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's what I'm leading up to, right? Because they then, like, go to New York. They go to this dinner party, right? He's doing all this shtick. And then, like, one guy kind of pushes back and is kind of like, uh, where's your proof? And then he calls and him... Like, he's like, okay, you, the, the guy who's challenging him is like, you, you've claimed that your, like, weird off-brand therapy can claim leukemia. That seems dangerous. Yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, like, you know, kind of, kind of puts up with him for a second, increasingly annoyed. And when the dude pushes him too far, he screams, "You pig fuck!" Not even you, just pig fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was just one of my favorite parts of this movie. That again is genuinely disturbing and kind of yeah. hilarious at the same time. Yeah. I think I texted you after that. I was like, I need to call people pig fuck more often. It's a yes. great. Yes, and that's the thing. Is that like yeah, like and like, do you, do you know do you know who can make the the two syllables of pig and fuck just absolutely sing? Is Philip Seymour Hoffman? I mean, I mean, I like was like reading about like his death and everything like that. Remember, oh, like, so sad. That was, but I remember like when he died. There was part of me that was just kind of like, yeah, oh shit, an actor died. That sucks, right? But like, oh, I, I he died while I was working at the paper. I wrote him an obituary. Oh, I like. We're gonna have yeah. to. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, it, but it was like, yeah, such a loss. Like, yeah, it really was. Yeah, yeah. such an incredible actor. Yeah. So funny, so versatile. Oh. Like, yeah. And I, again, I I think this is his best performance. I, I I mean, that's the thing. Is that like honestly? I mean, I haven't seen fucking Schenectady, New York, or whatever the fuck. I haven't either, actually. But it it seems like a whole fucking thing. But no. <laughs> Is it's one of those movies where I just was like I like saw the trailer and I was just like, oh that's a movie, all right, yeah. But like you know what I mean, like but like yeah, no, but like I mean like really and truly just like, just just such a. I was reading this thing about him where like he never really talked politics specifically mm-hmm. because he was like because he was just like it's more interesting if you don't know where I stand on all this shit because that yeah. way you can just watch me be an actor and that's yeah. better for you and me. And it's just like all this shit. It's just like, I mean, truly, truly a loss. Truly a loss. You know what I mean? Right? Fucking goddamn Hugh Jackman still gets to be alive. Right? Doing Hugh Jackman's a- fine. Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman saying on the back of the bus, I'm going to tell you right now, Philip Seymour Hoffman was smoking cigarettes on the back of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Fact. Hugh Jackman, Australian. That strikes one, two, and three right there, baby. All right? <laughs> Those people are criminals. Rob, <laughs> did you know Okay, calm down. But this movie was actually kind of, at least it played, hold on. <coughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got a. You made a me noise. I just got a, had a loogie jammed in there. But I know what it's like to be me at all times. Yeah. This movie actually kind of played in a, an important role in his okay. no I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay it's great noise it's great yeah, noise it was nice 
this movie, this movie to work? It, it just it kind of played an important role in his like his you know his downfall and his death because he like he relapsed at the rap party for oh, this wow. movie. Yeah, it was kind of you know like you know it was just I have just you know put the capstone on my career. Someone offered him a glass of champagne, I guess. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. No. yeah. That's it. Yeah, he was. I was reading. He was like twenty three years sober, and just yeah. like yeah, I mean, like see, th- there was an article written by his wife like not long after he died. It was just absolutely heartbreaking. Like seemed like you know he was just the nicest guy in the world. Like at yeah. least you know. So, and, yeah. Yeah. He he moved he moved out of their apartment after he realized because yeah. he was just like he's just like because they're just like I, I can't be around you people like yeah. I can't I love you but I cannot subject you to this yeah 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 because yeah. it it was reported that they had separated and then she came out and she was like no 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 we didn't separate he relapsed and so he moved out because he didn't want to subject us to this I mean just an all around uh, just a very sick man who just had a just it, it sucks it's one of those same thing yeah. with like Robin Williams same thing Robin Williams. Um, sober for for many many years, and then just yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, just 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 you know, relapse after multiple decades, and just I mean, well, that's not everything that was going on with him, but still, like that was like a big part of it that started that right. spiral. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. I mean, what he's dead two years after this movie. What's it called? Which you know what you got to go out on a movie. I mean, this is kind of like I mean, this is I mean, this is not the last movie he put out. Like he had it? a few that came. I think the last movie Red of his Dragon. it was was it Red Dragon? No, no, no. I, I think it was a Most Wanted Man, which is not, it wasn't like a big movie. It wasn't really particularly notable, other than it being Philip Seymour Hoffman's last role. It was, I believe, a John Le Carre adaptation. Who make who writes like kind of literary spy novels. Um, it was good. He was very good in it. You know, just playing like a you know kind of disheveled spy. Um, but like, you know, certainly, you know, he was good in it, but it wasn't like his, it wouldn't have been notable other than for being his last released movie. Yeah. Uh, That's like a John Candy's last movie is like called like fucking like, uh, Wagons West or like Westward Ho or something. Do you ever see mm-hmm. that? No. I saw dog shit movie. It's like John Candy is supposed to be like, uh, some sort of like gruff cowboy. And he's just like a hugely fat Canadian man. And it's like a comedy, but it's just like. It, not good. I remember watching it, and then at the end, it's like this is uh, 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 like to honor the memory of John Candy. I was like, damn, that sucks. You know. Actually, thinking about it, his last movie may have been one of the Hunger Game movies, but I just I don't really want that to be true, so I'm no, going to pretend it's not. It's, I mean, they're they're fine, and he's you know pretty good in them. About as like he's about as good as someone can be in a Hunger Game like movie. Paycheck, yeah, yeah, but like yeah, you know, like. He, he, like, physically can't help himself from being interesting even in, like, a paycheck movie. Yeah. But, like, yeah. but, you know, A Most Wanted Man was pretty good. Like, you know, he, he, was, he was good in it. He, again, he can't help but be good. Um, yeah. He's a like, good actor. He's fantastic in Punch Drunk Love as, like, the, like, the, like, the, uh, like, I guess, pimp of, like, a sex phone operator who's, like, bullying Adam Sandler because he has unpaid, like, sex phone line bills oh like, man yeah oh, it's such so, a, it's yeah but he's he's so funny his like one scene in the big lebowski is yeah. so funny yeah. yeah 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 just bro his entire thing in boogie nights just that entire character dude just this the scene of him like just 
after he's tried to kiss Mark Wahlberg, just like out in the parking lot, being like, "You fucking idiot! You fucking idiot!" Yeah, yeah. One of the like, again, just kind of funny, but also just most heartbreaking scenes. Like he he can do so much in one moment, and it's like, like as as a as a self pitying man, that 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 scene really felt like really felt like representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Wahlberg and me was representation. <laughs> I'm just having a huge dong, having having a huge dong, and just failing anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, complete and total shithead. But this movie, anyway. So I, I'm John C. Riley, anyway. Yeah, that's actually yeah. You kind of are. Um, Chest Rockwell. That's but, right. Yeah, but what did I want to say? What else did I want to say about this movie? So just to talk a little bit more about the acting, like. They are like Hoffman and Phoenix are doing this interesting thing where Phoenix is kind of doing like a Montgomery Clift or like James Dean impression, and mm-hmm. Hoffman is kind of doing a Orson Welles impression. Yeah, where it's but I mean impression makes it sound like you know some stupid like stand up SNL thing. It it isn't. It's just they are no. embodying like the two like acting styles that were predominant at the time um where you know the fifth we talked about in the um the gentleman's agreement episode when we were talking about elia kazan that the 50s were kind of when method acting like made it into hollywood Mm -hmm. and was this new incredible thing where like psychological realism became something that you know was like a thing that existed even in like mainstream hollywood acting which was totally new you know the the primary style before that was like Orson Welles which is very theatrical and Shakespearean so you kind of see in this movie like I know you're looking at something no, I'm no, going no. to continue talking anyway but, no, no no I'm listening but um you, you can't wear glasses and be distracted because I can see it in the screen or in, in the reflection but but this this movie kind of embodies the like on screen like the two like acting styles of the era because this is this is a movie that is about the era like it is a great it's not just about this relationship it's about the era and you know america in the the post-war era as well like it is you know this one of the best descriptors i I read of it i was i'm stealing this from someone's review but i don't remember who is that you know again this being the follow-up to there will be blood which was you know it is a lot of things but it's also just a western and is you know kind of about the conquest of the frontier and it's like you know being exploitable you know being made to be exploited for capital purposes Yeah. yeah um and so someone made the point that you know after the conquest of the frontier the last frontier left left to conquer was the self you know the mind psychology which is kind of what this movie is about you know when when all of your like basic needs have been taken care of and you have food and shelter and prosperity and security like the only thing left to to try and do is to like is to, is to search for stability and happiness and you know all of the demons within us after all of the demons without us have been conquered and yeah. this is a movie about that you know which was big in the 50s which is when you saw a rise of like you know, you started to see like psychotherapy become more mainstream than it had been. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to see yeah. you know, self self help movements. You know, things like fucking Weight Watchers. You know, people yeah. tr- try and start to perfect themselves because yeah. they were in living in this moment where there is this abundance and prosperity, and despite the nuclear threat, you know, more or less like peace, peace at least at home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, we saw um, uh, uh, the Turin horse, which is set. I mean, like, I mean, like, like the daughter in the Turin horse could have theoretically been alive while this movie was happening. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Like, 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 like the time periods aren't that far removed, but you see the absolute desolation, right? That like just so many people lived in, like mm-hmm. at that, like, 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 like within a century of the time period of this movie, right? Like, I mean, shit, like a hundred years before this movie was set. I mean, like, what's it called? I mean, like a million people died in Ireland, right? In a famine, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? In like, in like the West, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. 50% of my people's village was gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Like <laughs> fucking 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 not even 10 years before this movie is set, the Holocaust happens. Like yeah. like, like this is a, but, but like at this period in 1950 though, chances are, right? Like 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 most of your needs are gonna end up being met. Like 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 you pro- like this is the era of like where you could be a fucking bus driver and your wife could stay home and raise the kids and you could have a house. You know what I mean? I mean, Freddie Quell, the most unmanageable man in the world, just kind of falls ass backwards into a photography job at a department store that probably pays pretty all right. Yeah. Like yeah. he could prop he could maybe, if he had been able to stick with it, afford a small mortgage on that. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and but and that's the thing. Despite all of that, despite all of that, no one is fucking happy. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's kind of the thing with the fifties. Like, there is this very mannered, like cookie cutter suburban thing that is like the Levitt towns. Yeah, Yeah. Levitt towns that that is sort of represented by the you know again in like the very mannered uh, performance of Hoffman. Um, You know, just this like pre-war style of acting that like seems like it's going to have its heyday in this like very mannered era, but is you also see like that's starting to fray at the edges. Like it's, it's, it's going away even as it's being born because, yeah. because people can't, you know, people can't live like that. They can't stand it. Like you, you, you see, you know, um, Freddie Quell and like, not even him specifically, but like that acting style, like that was embodied by people like James Dean, Montgomery Clift and uh, fucking Brando, you know, pointed the way towards the like, the more liberated, the more, you know, the less mannered, like, 60s, you know? That all that was starting to be born in the 50s with, like, the beatnik movement. Like, there was a a liberalization even as there was a, you know, this this sort of tumorous spread of conformity at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, and, 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 and that's, it's, 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 it's an era where people, and we're still in that era, basically, where people are Mm -hmm. trying to figure out, what the fuck do I do? You know, right? Like, 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 what is my point? You know what I mean? I mean, like yeah. you and I were talking last week about how, like, both of us have like stupid, shitty jobs where we don't make a lot of money, but like, neither one of us is on the brink of starvation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right? Like, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, like, our physical needs are met. Like, we're relatively. I mean, I mean, we're safe, right? Neither one of us, you know, like, I mean, like, everything's. But, like, I mean, that's the thing. Is that, I mean, yeah, like you said, like, 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 it goes towards this liberalization, even when everything. What you said, the smart thing you said. Um, what's it? But but yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's the thing is that like, despite all of that, is that there's there's. I mean, I mean, this is you know, I've been thinking a lot about like Marianne Williamson, right, and um and what she kind of said about America, um during the primary, right, where she was kind of talking about how like, how, like there's like a psychic, 
problem in this country. You know right. what I mean? Right? And that's the thing, right? Everyone's kind of like, look at this crazy lady. But like, I mean, there's something of, right there. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Is that like I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's like a stretch to say there is something spiritually wrong with America. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not gonna be elected president saying that. Like yeah. there's a reason Jimmy Carter's ass got voted out of office. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Carter Jimmy Carter, for all of his failings, looked into the camera and told America the truth, and America said, Fuck you. Yeah. Right? And we went with the with the literal we'll take actor. the morning in America guy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We went with the fucking actor who's like, it's fine. Yeah. You know, you know, you know. It's funny. What's it called? There's a story uh, in. I think it's in. I think it's in Roger and Me, where they talk about what's it called? Where they talk about uh, Ronald Reagan uh, going to like a diner in Flint, and while he was there, someone ran in and stole the cash register and ran out. Or something <laughs> like that. Like, like, uh, like, yeah. But that's the thing. Is that like? Is that like? There's still. I mean, and 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 it's so funny to watch like this movie where like. We're like, we're like, yeah, like this man just so clearly wants to be a part of some, just wants to be okay. That's all he wants. He just wants to be okay. Like, like the things he wants aren't that, he wants to be like loved. He wants to love in return. He wants all this stuff, but he's just very sick. He's not yeah. okay. And he's seen some shit and he's hurt. And, and that, he, yeah. That like overwhelming desire to just, to just be a, be a part of it like leaves him susceptible to like con men because yeah. that's ultimately what dot is yeah and and it's not it's not just freddie like most of the people who are in the cause which is what they call their like scientology analog yeah like they're like they're housewives you know yeah. they're they're people who they're not people like freddie who's like totally on the outside of the american dream mm -hmm. you know there's a scene where they arrive at laura Dern's house which is this big beautiful like like, suburban, like suburban house like not a levittown thing like looks like pre-war has like a big beautiful porch like the 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 primary colors in the shot are like the blue sky her red apron and red and white shirt like it's it's the the, the shot is literally red white and blue like it's yeah. just it's pure americana mm -hmm. but she's still like she still like feels wrong enough in whatever way is personal to her that like she is willing to like put up like I don't know. It seems like twenty cause people in her house, like indefinitely, yeah. like yeah, just because yeah. she she needs something. And Lancaster Dodd is selling some snake oil that's that promises to cure it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if it's leukemia. No, um, no, no and, and 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 that's the thing is that like I, I mean, and 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 you know, and, and I think what's interesting is that is that Freddie specifically being a veteran of like you know like one of the two good wars that America has fought. You know what I mean? Right? Uh -huh. like, like, one of the two good wars that, like, no matter how um, um, uh, critical you tend to be of, like, you know, military-industrial complex and American militarism in the, in the end, I mean, Civil War and World War II. Vietnam. Around, the, the, and Vietnam, of course, of course. Yeah. We need to crush the Red Menace, absolutely. Yeah. But, but you know what I mean? But, like, World War II is one that, like, basically everyone is like, yeah, we, yeah, that was a good thing we'd have that. It wasn't good yeah. that the war happened, but if it had to happen, it's good that we fought in it on the side we did. You know yes. what I mean? Right? It's, and, good, it's good that the people who lost, lost. Exactly, exactly. Yes, 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 yes. And that, and that, and that we were not on their side. Yes. Yeah. Also, yeah, you know, um, you know but, but, and that's the thing. He is this man who fought in that, and as far as we know, the only one in the cause, at least that we see, that 
is a veteran, right? We don't, I mean, I'm sure there statistically, there must've been some, uh, some other people, some of the men there, at least one of them must've fought, but like we, we never hear about that. The only person we know for a fact fought was Freddie. And, and, and all of these people, right? All these nice, well-to-do people seem just so disturbed by this man who has just been, who was, as we said, wasn't doing great before the war, but clearly the shit he went through for, you know, freedom, whatever the hell, right? Like for like, the live for the sake of these beautiful lives that they now get to live. Exactly, exactly. And like, there's a scene later on in the movie where he's having like one of these processing sessions with Rami Malek, who plays Dodd's son-in-law. And you know, basically, the setup of this exercise is that for one minute, like Rami Malek can say whatever the fuck he wants to uh, to Freddie, just to like to like basically train him to like not react to, to people. You yeah, know, so not be great at this. At, at least no. at first. At first, he actually does seem to get better, and we'll get into that in a second because there's a lot I want to talk about that, at this movie because again, it's just one of my favorites. But yeah. you know, so basically, there's a this just repeated act of Freddie or Rami Malik just throwing abuse at him, like all the abuse he can take, and like gradually, Freddie learns to just sit there stoically, and then he gets the chance to like respond, and at first, like his response is to just like fart because again, he's just like pure animal, but yeah. like gradually as this, this processing actually seems to maybe work a little bit, his eventual response is to just kind of look Rami Malik in the eye and say, I was on a ship that got 13 battle stars and won the war. What the fuck did you do? Yeah. 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 A little rich kid shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But then, and then after all of that, there is a scene later, right? Where, where, um, um, Lancaster Dodd, so, so, so Lancaster Dodd gets arrested for like basically like fraud and like practicing medicine without a license, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 uh, racking up a huge bill on the rent on the boat he rented early on. Yeah. Freddie stowed away on and then refused to pay. Oh, okay. Okay. I had it. Yeah. Okay. That one I hadn't picked up on. Okay. Yeah. 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 Very, that's the thing. I was reading about it. So the, they really didn't want to do just like an L. Ron Hubbard like biopic or like a biography or something. But like, yeah. but like they even they were like, oh yeah, this it's yeah he's an inspiration absolutely because yeah. that's L. Ron Hubbard type. L. Ron Hubbard left debts everywhere he fucking went. Yeah, man, man was a true for all of his faults. You no one can deny L. Ron Hubbard was a fucking alpha. He just, <laughs> <laughs> he just alpha every just. Uh, lied about his service record to the day he died they still yeah. say he was like a war hero it's very clear anyway crazy that man invented stealing valor i mean really the some of the most stolen valor in a war when everyone was like were like fucking how much of the population fought in that war they could no so no, much yeah so many, so many people still there just like no you were not I was like, yeah. At least fucking Nixon, like, just <laughs> you know what Nixon did during the war? Uh, fuck, I did know at one point, but I, I, I don't remember now. So, so he's a Quaker. So he was a conscientious objector to, um, to combat duty, which is so mm-hmm. funny that Richard Nixon was a fucking Quaker. Yeah, but yeah, but 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 no, but so he was in the not to Hanoi. He wasn't. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell the Cambodians how much of a goddamn. Uh, Quaker he was, but no, but, uh, but, uh, what's it called? No, but so, but so, yeah, uh, no, he was, he was in like the Department of the Navy and basically just set up like a gambling ring 
on some fucking island. That I did know. Yes. I, yeah. that, when you asked what he did during the war, that was actually going to be my response. I, I know he played a lot of poker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 He was just like, oh, yeah, I'm a Quaker. I can't fight. Anyway, who wants to play cards? Which, yeah. honestly, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think he was a bircher after that, so less cool. But anyway, what's it called? Or was he a bircher? He was like a fellow traveler. Anyway, no, but um, but uh, but no, yeah. So Freddie, so the cops come to a wrestling cast or Freddie like fights like four cops. Yeah, he is like he is he acts like a dog whose master is being mistreated. He's an attack dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really interesting too that like it is very much like a the relationship between them is not, is specifically, I would say, is specifically not like a father-son. Like it is not, no. not at all. It is not at all. It is, it is somewhat fraternal, but definitely not familial. He is definitely not a member of the, he is a member of the family in a way that, I, I think like you said. The way that a dog might be. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they literally have a talk about him around a table where like, Everyone, everyone in the actual Dodd family. Yes, exactly. It's just like, he needs to go, right? Including yeah. Dodd's daughter, who, who fucking grabs his fucking cock at one point during the movie. Yeah. And, and Dodd's wife, played by Amy Adams, who seems like she might actually be the power behind the throne. Yeah. Like, yeah. seems like, she, like yeah. okay. Another, just, there's, like, so many, like, it's, it's, you could almost just do a whole list of, like, holy shit, this scene is incredible, but the... The hand job yeah. scene is just the scariest hand job in the world where Amy Adams just has, has like, she just comes up behind Philip Seymour Hoffman when he's, um, when he's in the bathroom and just starts giving the hand job and basically just saying, like, you can do whatever you want. I just have to never hear about it. Yeah. And no one I know. Yeah. Which, and it seems like, like, it's, Again, this is a very oblique movie that does not spell it out, but there, it seems like there is a non-zero chance that the person she's referring to is Freddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it, it just, just, just. I, I mean, well, no, no. She does say she does say you're not going to drink any more of his hooch. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. No, it is, it is a. But but that's the thing is that like they all just want to like throw him out, right? What's it called? Is that like? But Dodd just can't because at the end of the day, like, there are a lot of similarities between Dodd and Freddy. Like, yeah. like, like the, the, oh my God, that last scene, that last scene where he, yeah. where he's like, I know where we've met. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and gives us like, so a big part of the cause is a belief in reincarnation. Yeah. Um, past lives. Yeah, so so Dodd like gives you know he's this whole the whole movie he's insisting like Freddie I know you and I have met somewhere and I just have to remember, and and like their last scene together, um, you know, he tells this story. It's like I I know I finally remembered, and he gives a story that's you know this like BS thing about a past life where they were like in the Paris Commune together or something, and yeah. it's like it's it kind of sums up the whole relationship because or at least Dodd's whole character, because it's simultaneously, like, clearly BS, but, like, also kind of genuinely moving at the same time. Yeah. Like, what... I think part of what keeps this from being a purely, like, intellectual exercise, or, like, something that's just, like, you know, got, a, like, a lot of sy sy symbolic and thematic weight, and, like, is beautifully shot and all that, and, you know, it's very, very deep, but, like, what keeps it from being just that is is the like 
there is a real emotional core to the relationship between Freddie and Lancaster. Like that last scene is basically a breakup scene. Like the the lovers have like been been separated and you know they 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 have this temporary reunion but they both kind of realize the the reunion has to be temporary. That mm-hmm. as much as they might care for each other, they just can't be together. Yeah. You know? And it's kind of genuinely heartbreaking. Like Lancaster sings Freddie this song about how I want to have you on a slow boat to China. That's genuinely kind of sad and romantic. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, by the end of the movie, I was just like, Freddie, just join the fucking cult. What are you doing? You know what I mean? I was like, just go with them. You're not doing anything. Because, I mean, one of the, one of the interesting things about this movie, because this, this is not, again, not a movie where anything is easily settled. Freddy does genuinely seem better by the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, uh, like, I, I've always kind of, like, I've always kind of thought of this movie as, like, kind of a Pygmalion thing, which. I don't know what that means. It's a, well, it's, it's a, it was a George Bernard Shaw play that was sort of most famously adapted as My Fair Lady. Which is okay. bas- yeah. basically the idea, the, the, the core of the story is it, it's about, you know, a man finding a lower class woman and sort of educating her into like how to, you know, how to be a part of polite society. Mm-hmm. And, her, and once she's completed her education and she realize, and, you know, she realizes, you know, she can now function in society, she leaves him because she doesn't need him anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I read this movie. Like, Freddie yeah. is made well enough by the cause that he doesn't need the cause. Yeah. You know, he can go out into the world and function on his own again. Yeah. And like be free of this bullshit because he's been, he's well enough now to recognize that it is bullshit. Yeah. And that he doesn't need to be under the thumb of what is basically the worst therapist in the world. Yeah. Who also still kind of hit the mark. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's totally like a coincidence that the last scene of this movie is Freddie getting laid. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. so much of this movie has been about his like sexual neuroses and like inability to perform or be in a relationship that like it seems like a sign of something that he's able to like go out and talk to a woman and you know have in- an intimate moment with her and have it be like more or less okay. Like about as okay as Freddie can do. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, like and that's fine, fuck. Yeah. yeah, and then the movie ends with the song "Changing Partners." Mm-hmm. You know, Didn't have to come so, off that one. yeah, that one went right over the head. But yeah, no, I mean, no, it, 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 it's what I was. I mean, I mean, like, if if the movie had just ended on a slow boat to China, what's it called? That would have it, it. It that last scene where he does like just pick up a woman at a bar, but like they seem to be having like a genuinely like it's not like a it's not like a like, it's not like, skeezy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He flirts with her and is kind of genuinely charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he asks her to buy him a drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, I mean, no, I, I, I always read it as, "Do you want to have a drink with me?" Not, "Do you want to buy me a drink?" But I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, I read it. I read but it as he does. Yeah. Like he doesn't drink turpentine and then pass out and piss his pants. Yeah, so, actual- for Freddie, it's a win. Yeah, <laughs> we'll call. Like, like I could see this movie where like. We're like, they actually end up getting married. Like, it seems very nice. Like, who knows what happens? Probably not with Freddie, but maybe. And it was, it's, it's just, it's such a nice movie. And they explore so much. 
And it really is just this kind of like ever present thing of just kind of like, we all just want to be someone. We all just want to do something. We just want to be a part of something, right? You know what I mean? I mean, even like the people in the cause, like even fucking Clark, like Clark just wants to get married and like, you know, have a family and, 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 and fucking Dodd, he just wants to be like someone to be remembered. He wants to be someone important. And like very clearly, like, like Amy Adams's character, like I read that character very much as someone who like, who like, who like is doing what she needs to do to get her, to make sure her family is okay. You know what I mean? And I mean, insane. Yes. She very, mm. she's very much a, um, she's a real, uh, she's a real Tulsi Gabbard kind of. Kind of lady. She's, very, she's like she gets. She, I got a like a Lady Macbeth vibe. From exactly. Yes, actually, Lady Macbeth, much better. Yes, yeah, Lady, yeah, real Lady Macbeth type thing. But at the end of the day, Lady Macbeth was just looking out for her family. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But like, like it is this cast of characters who are each kind of tragic in their own way. I mean, like you know, I mean, like Clark, like clearly his wife does not love him. You know what I mean, yeah. right? Just to, she tries to. She she grabs Freddie's dick in the middle of a bunch of people, right? When Freddie is very sick. When Freddie is yeah. When Freddie is almost at his worst, right? Like, yeah. like we've got a little better because of the cause, but like he's not. There's there. gotta be something wrong with you for you to be horny for Freddie through like 90% of this movie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like clearly, like she doesn't want to be married to Cla- like like every one of these characters. Every single one of them. And even like that little girl in the thing, because you're just like, that is going to be a weird life. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I mean, Dodd's son, the master, Lancaster's son, who's just like, he's just making it all up. This is like fucking bullet. Like he just has to, he's like this teenage kid that just has to be brought from place to place because of his crazy ass father. It doesn't get to have like, he's going to just be like a teenage kid. I don't know what they're doing now. Uh, uh, malt shops and, and dying on- Sock ops. Sock ops. Yeah. Bro, did they ever make you dance in school? Make me? Bro, I have this memory of being in like third grade and they brought us all into the into the gymnasium and they're all like, okay, we're gonna learn to dance. And they had us do like all these like 50s ass dances. Like literally we had like a fucking sock hop. Like all this shit. And just like, and I was just like, what the fuck is this shit? I mean, we definitely did things like that. We might have done literally that, but I don't think anyone was like, dance boy or you fail it's like it was so they brought like the whole school and we just all had to dance and i was just like what is going on what the fuck are you people doing they also love bringing deaf people to school and being like look they're just they're normal look how regular they are and i was like yeah didn't think they weren't I wanted to ask who invented sign language and instead the question that got asked instead of mine was how do you say horse and I was like <laughs> still mad about that so mad Clearly, about because you remember the word I remember the word and they just went like that and then they're like all right that's all that the word- time we had I was so pissed that gesture you just did is going to translate well to podcast form yeah, that's right yeah it means horse folks yeah I remember they all- how- I remember I I spitefully remember how to say horse in sign language. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, no, this is a great movie. I'm going to say definitely watch it. I don't know why everyone had such a hard time with it, your fucking fancy ass thing. It was great. <laughs> watch the fucking movie. It's a good movie. You watch yeah, it. I love this movie. I didn't miss it. The only thing I missed was the last. They, they played Changing Partners. Don't know what that is, but yeah. The rest of it I understood perfectly. All right.
Get thee behind me, Satan I want to resist But the moon is low And I can't say no Get thee behind me Get thee behind me, Satan I want to have you on the slow boat to China uh, is, that the, is that how it goes? More or less. I think the um, melody was maybe a little off, but not by so much. What's about it? I just had this memory of me being on, a, being on I believe it was the Santa Monica Beach uh, with my girlfriend at the time. And just, just like, just like, you know, like when you're, like, you're making out with someone and you're like really making out and it's kind of like, man, if it wasn't against the law, right? And just like, you know what we'd be doing, right? And just like, really just like, almost like, almost like about them fuck. Like we were just making out so much. And just like, out of nowhere. And this is like, middle of the day on the Santa Beach. You know, I'm a, I'm a classy kind of guy, right? And I'm, and I'm making out with, my, with, with this girl. who I think she was my girlfriend at the time. Who can remember such things? <laughs> <laughs> but just like, I don't know. There were just these like, right? I remember her just being like, there were like these like cholos over there. I'm like, I don't give a shit, right? And so I'm just like, man. And then I don't know where it just, this cholo just goes, hey, yo. And we just turned. He just goes, fuck that bitch. One of the most blessed things to ever happen to me. It was just so, it was so perfect. It was so cool. And legal, legally now, you do have to fuck her. I do. I was like, yeah. officer, the Cholo said I had to. Being a, just, Cholos are the coolest people. I, I saw so many of them when I was in LA. Those do, they just is like, that a term that you can get canceled for using? I feel like it might it, be. Is it? I thought it was like a self-identifying term. They were like, yeah, but that might, that might be one of those ones where they can self-identify, but you can't. Oh, can I not? Well, okay. Can't. I don't know. I'm. I, I would say I'm not an expert. I'm just saying it makes me weary. Well, okay. Here's what I'll tell you: at Safeway and tell them what I did. Get me fired, folks. I don't care. I'm union. They can't touch me. But no, but no, but uh, what's it called? No, I, I remember like when I was in LA, I remember like someone just being like, oh yeah, look at those Mexican guys there. I can't remember why they were saying that. They're probably not for the best reasons, but they were just saying that. And I was just like, whoa. And they were like, what? And I was like, can't, dude, not every Latino guy is a Mexican. And they were like, Matt, we're in California. Those are Mexicans. And I was like, oh yeah. I forgot that I forgot that I, for, I thought Mexican was a slur. I forgot that. Oh wait, no, it's a whole group of people. It is in fact a nationality. But sometimes, sometimes people put some put some spice on it. Where you're like, I, I, I am, I'm not entirely comfortable with that. Yeah. No, I remember someone. <laughs> like, someone I just remember that there's a like a, a Thirty Rock joke where Jack Donaghy is dating like Selma Hayek, who's Puerto Rican, and he keeps asking her, "What do I call you?" And she keeps saying Puerto Rican. He's <laughs> like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Like a New Yorker yelling Puerto Rican just has like some uncomfortable co like connotations. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember. I remember. I remember. <laughs> I was at a, I was at a, a another store for the for Safeway 
I was just at some other store and someone says like, oh, is that girl at your store still there? She's real sweet, right? And they, you know, is her name? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, she's still there. And they're like, yeah, I forget what she is. I was like, I think she's Dominican. And they just went, no, nah, no way she's Dominican. She's way too <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, Speaking of long-standing ethnic resentment, do you want to talk about Underworld? You're having a hard time. Just you getting to hear someone else's racism is like Christmas for you, isn't it? It's just because it was like she didn't know me. Oh, she just learned I also worked for Safeway. It was just being like, oh, I could be a oh, there's another white person that works for Safeway. I could be a little racist with them. People love being racist with me. Uh, what's it called? Yeah. Just, I can tell you some stories. You know, I'm sure. It's so uncomfortable. I don't like it. Because you just got to keep just being like, especially when it's like a customer. Because I'm not going to, what, I'm going to cancel a oh, customer. Oh, yeah. That's, you can't do that. You can't do, it's like, this, this is not the, I can't do that. You know what I mean? It's, I had a, like, I was, uh, I was giving a dude a shuttle ride a while back. Which I always feel compelled to say is not really my job because I don't want people confusing me with a porter because I'm I'm insecure about my class status. Yes, but yes. it is just a thing that I sometimes have to do when we're short staffed. Yeah. Um, but I was, you know, this is a few months ago and had like this like twenty minute ride out to Potomac with this dude, in which he, you know, he proceeded to lecture me on how any COVID deaths short of 10 million was not worth the economic disruption any lockdown caused. I just had to keep feeling, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, yep. you raised some good points, sir. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, it is unfair that your stock portfolio is down. I agree. Those, yeah. It's just, just, just imagining you. This fucking car ride. Car rides are not your friend. No. No. I couldn't pretend to be asleep either because I was driving. driving. There you go. That one's just for us to. Yeah. That was just, just no. It's. I remember. I, I, I was talking to some guy and we started talking about Baltimore and I was like, oh yeah, no, my wife's from Glen Burnie. He's like, oh yeah, Glen Burnie. Glen Burnie was a real nice. Is a real nice. Well, was a real nice area before you know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? First off, hold on. What do you mean before? Second. <laughs> Start I think, no, I think he means white people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just what the fuck? Real, real, just, just. And I just have to sit, stand there, just be like, yeah, man, yeah, okay. Like, what do I? What the fuck do I say? Just, just. Yeah, this was unspoiled, beautiful land when the Algon- Algonquin owned it. I agree. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they didn't own it. That was the thing. Yeah. How funny would that be if he if he has a Twitter and he's one of those people that it's like, like location like occupied something something territory. That's yeah. what he's talking about. I'm gonna imagine that's what he's talking about. He wasn't. He meant black. No. Yes. Which, again, hilarious. Dude, before, <laughs> before the what 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 1880? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, you have no memory of it being anything else, my friend. Yeah, it's always just been this. Yes. Before they got all them rights. We, the area was beautiful before the uh, horseless carriage. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. He's actually just a Mennonite extremist. Yeah. <laughs> was it one of them weird ones, like a Hutterite? Oh, my God. Oof. Ooh, ooh, ooh. My man was a shaker. Mm. 
No, he wasn't because they don't exist. They don't. Yeah. They don't because they didn't fuck. Yeah. Wait, isn't Hard to have. Your mom's from the Shaker place, right? Yeah. My, uh, my great grandfather was the first Irish to own a home in Shaker Heights. Just imagine just bog standard Irish Catholic having to be in the middle of all the shakers. Oh no, apparently like he he like in like like part of the reason they don't know any like family history, I mean beyond just again, all of them being liars is because he was like, We're not Irish. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't don't tell them God. Before then they like all spoke Gaelic. Yeah. yeah. He was like, Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope. Well, that's right. No, my family's the same way. Like, they were just like, they come here and they're like, immediately we're dropping the Yiddish. Your name is Harry. We just, we kept the last name. That's the one thing we did. But like, yeah, immediately yeah. We're, like, we're like, okay, we don't have to go to this much synagogue. Just imme- yeah. immediately. That is really the immigrant story is just like, how can we not be so different right now? Yeah. I mean, he, he was like the, the first of his family to be born in America. Like all, he was the youngest of, you know, like 35 or something because they were Irish. Yeah. Um, but the, the rest of them had all been born in Ireland. Yeah. But he, you know, being a born American, just, you know, spent his whole life, like, you know, just draping himself in lace curtain. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. 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 Just immediately. It is, it is, it is very, yeah, no, it is very funny. I'm, I'm one of the few members of my family that keeps kosher. Yeah. Which is basically. Because you're um, Catholic. You're not Jewish. Exactly. Yeah. 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 All right. Tell us about Underworld. My religion is now just basically a, a millennial affectation that I have. Yes. All yeah. right. Underworld. Underworld. Yeah. Underworld. Okay. Underworld. Film. Like you're not going to have the opportunity to talk about race resentment with Underworld. I don't know what you're talking about. What's yeah. it called? It's a movie about mythical creatures, Rob. You need to calm down. Anyway, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Underworld, filmed by uh, Paul Wes Anderson. Uh, what's it called? No, this was Len Wiseman. From Len Wiseman again, one of my people, almost certainly, almost. You're googling it now, aren't you? What you do, you go, you you, you enter the name. So we're gonna be Len Wiseman. What's it called? You're gonna click the name, and then Len here, Wiseman. Wiseman early Wiseman life. feet. Early, <laughs> is it early life and education? All right, Fremont, California. Okay, his middle name is Ryan, which is not. Is not uh, is not promising. You go to the very bottom. Let's see. And Doing everything in our power to not talk about the film Underworld. The, uh, okay, no. Uh, as far as I can tell, I'm not Jewish. First up, we talk about. So you you think it, it it automatically has to say Jewish on his Wikipedia for him to be Jewish? They all do. Every single one. Every single, name a Jewish person. Uh, not you. Okay, name a okay, okay. Name a Jewish person that would have a Wikipedia. Uh, me. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay, Rob. Okay. Matt. What's it called? My point is about Underworld. Okay. Well, all right. Directed by Len Ryan Wiseman. Uh, which sorry, real quick, one of the best categories on Wikipedia has to be living living people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's such a funny category. Just living people. Uh, this is... Seven uh, billion entries. This is for articles structured as biographical of living people. Purpose. Living people. What's it called? Uh, okay. Oh, well, actually, it makes sense. Yeah, their whole point is just... So the whole point of why they have the living people category is, and this is true, uh, is because... Um, what's it called? Uh, living persons may suffer 
personal harm from inappropriate information. We should watch our articles. So basically, this is just like, okay, so, so we need to be really careful with these because we can lie like shit about dead people, which you can't. For instance, people say a lot of stuff about Osama bin Laden. Um, Underworld. Listen, I'm just going to say he was a reformer with results. Anyway. <laughs> Not even the worst thing we've said on this podcast. By the hell out of those buildings. <laughs> really, really, really charted the New York real estate market. We're Americans. We can make these jokes. It's okay. Uh, what's it called? That's over. You know, Hideo Kojima almost didn't um, release a Metal Gear Solid um, uh, that he was making at the time because it had the Twin Towers in it. And it, the whole thing was basically like a lot of it was like critical of like American foreign policy. And they had this like whole tortured thing. And then someone whose like family member was like an NY, FDNY firefighter who died on 9 11 wrote into him and said, don't change a thing or else the terrorists will win. So Underworld. I want to I, I yell at you about how we need to talk about Underworld, but I also now want to tell an anecdote of my own. Yeah. So I, 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 I just, I have to. So we, we all lose now, but <laughs> I win. The, uh, Boots Riley, the rapper on like, <laughs> I think on like September 9th had an album coming, come out. That was him, like, <laughs> kicking down the World Trade Center. <laughs> like, him, like, karate kicking the World Trade Center and the World Trade Center exploding. It came out, like, two days before 9-11. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, we gotta, yeah, we, got, we gotta take this off the shelves. We can no longer sell Steal This Double, double Album or whatever cool album it, it was. Um, Would you believe now has a different <laughs> album art? I would do any. I might actually try to find a poster of that. That's so fucking good. Well, it's, what's it called? The, the, the Jimmy Eat World. They put out one. I think on September 11th. That was called Bleed American. Yeah, yeah. There's so many of those. Yeah, I, I I put out an album that day that was called uh, Building Seven. Anyway, what's it Underworld. called? Underworld. The war itself had become more perilous. The weapons had evolved, but our orders remained the same. Hunt them down and kill them off, one by one. They are the immortal damned. One family lusting for power and wealth. The chain has never been broken, not in 14 centuries. Another driven by revenge. Soon we'll defeat the vampires on their own ground. Do you see this human? He's attractive. I can't be positive, but I'm beginning to think the lichens are following him. Hello, Michael. Why are they after you? You're in the middle of a war that's been raging for the better part of a thousand years. A blood feud between vampires and lichens. Werewolves. Now, a decision must be made. Why did you bring him here? You saved my life. Between an oath sworn centuries ago. A human. He's not a human at all. He's a lichen. And a power. There can be no such union. Greater than vengeance. You'll be lucky if I can convince the Kaisal to spare your life. Absolution will be yours. 
didn't you kill Michael? Now we can talk about Underworld. Okay. Underworld is a story of an ancient battle between uh, uh, lichens, which is a fancy lad word for werewolf, and, and the vampires, which is vampires. And so basically... It Vampire, star- which is Hungarian for vampire. <laughs> um, it stars Kate Beckinsale, who is not the lady from Titanic. That's Kate Winslet. <laughs> but also British and named Kate. So, okay, is is she British? Because I couldn't like her. Everyone's accent. I okay. Was she English in this movie? Because her accent seemed to change from scene to scene. Where see. is this movie set? Because half of them are talking English wise, but all of the civilians are American. And then yeah. whenever she talks to a civilian, she switches to like from like her vampire english accents like a, an american accent is there code switching and vampirism where does this movie take place why do they all talk american when they're clearly living in like hungary or something yeah, what yeah. is happening where yeah. is this movie when is it happening am i dreaming hello can anyone hear me i've fallen and i can't get up so first off first off uh uh she was married to len wiseman for 15 years uh second, second off fun fact she she got the mila Jokovic deal but at least she got out yeah. Well, yeah exactly yeah uh second off yeah no okay so that is true okay so 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 it, it's in typical fashion basically all of the vampires uh are are british because uh even though vampires are all hungarian they all talk like seb gorka uh seb, seb gorka is basically the platonic ideal of how a vampire should sound uh, not how they should look no uh, yeah um i'm gonna say um oh Who's the bisexual Scottish guy? Alan Cummings. Yes. Yeah, he was a great vampire. He must have played a vampire at some point. He absolutely must have. The man, it's vampire written all over him. Yes, so vampires... He's been saying that there was a movie in which Michael Sheen... Like, there's a vampire movie with Michael Sheen and they cast him as a werewolf? It's insane. Insane. But all of the, like, almost all of the vampire, or all of the werewolves in this movie, except for the, like, the one, like, big black dude, they all just look like vampires anyway. They're all just, like, these sallow, frail, long hair guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the big difference. That's the big difference, is that... You know what a really dumb thing about this movie is, too? The werewolves almost never spend time as werewolves. Most of the time, they're just shooting at people with guns. You're a werewolf! Do some werewolf stuff! (laughs) It's so fucking stupid. No, but it's so great because, Rob, you need gunfights in this movie. All right, look, they, sh- they shoot like, they call it like liquid daylight at the vampires. Yeah. yeah. And just, there's, there's, they do yeah. so much like lore legwork to like allow themselves to just do the Matrix again, exactly. basically. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, no, it, it's, it's, no, it, don't, it really makes sense that everyone is just doing bullet time all the time when you have 
fucking werewolf powers. Do some werewolf shit, man. When you're a fucking magical, when magic is real, when magic is just, is just has to be real. Magic. There's like, there's a full fucking hour in this movie where like supposedly werewolves are fighting vampires where there is not a werewolf. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's some werewolves at the beginning, some werewolves at the end, but like no werewolves in the, in the middle part. The middle part is all like a weird, like, like yeah, like I mean, the said, middle of this movie revolves around a scheduling conflict. <laughs> They're like, we woke Victor. It was Marcus's turn. Why did you wake up Victor? Victor instead of Marcus? What is? It was literally they basically were about to pull out fucking Robert's rules on Kate Beckinsale yeah. and like point of order. What's it called? Point of privilege. Whatever the fuck. Yeah, literally. Yeah, she was about to get written up by Vampire Internal Affairs. Yeah. So, so my reaction to the beginning of this movie was, oh, actually, I kind of yeah. like this yeah. because it, it so you you do the, do the intro a little bit. Okay, 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 yeah, okay. So the movie, so basically, so basically, uh, thousand year war between uh, lichens and 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 vampires. It's unclear about who started the war or, or really why they're fighting, but 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 basically, or why anyone would care. Maybe you can just say vampires and werewolves hate each other. Or we're going to show them kill each other a lot, and I'm yeah. like, cool. Yeah, yeah, no, but instead, no, there is a war with sides. There is a, this is an actual, this isn't just like creatures competing in the, there are politics. There's like phantom menace level, like political machination history to the vampire werewolf conflict. But early on in the movie, you don't quite know that yet. They haven't quite let that on. It's just like, we're, we're, we're vampires. We hate werewolves. We've almost killed them all. We're tracking one guy. We're going to get him. And we'll be that much closer to werewolf holocaust. Exactly. Yes. 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 To completing our genocide. Yes. Yeah. And, and and Kate Beckinsale is 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 an SS soldier in the vampires because the vampires are the Nazis. Absolutely. Vampires. Real. Real. Oh yeah. If if Bill Nye, who plays like the head vampire in this movie, who I guess like skipped his skipped cut in line to be head vampire or something mm-hmm. whatever who cares we'll get into it later or maybe not because fuck that whole noise just yeah but like if he had been alive like 20 or 30 years old earlier his whole career would be playing like a feach nazi like yes. camp commanders yes, yeah exactly yes yes yeah it's real yeah no it's real yeah uh, 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 vampires are elves and werewolves are orcs basically yes how i would describe yes yeah no it's real but uh, anyway, yeah, all of the yeah, all the all the vampires fought for the Confederacy. All the all the werewolves fought for the Union. Uh, all the vampires fought for the Nazis. All the werewolves fought for. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Red Army. I'm gonna say the well, Red ba- Army. Based on the uh, intro montage of the X Men film X Men Origins Wolverine, which is literally just a credit sequence in which Wolverine fights in every <laughs> war in history. Coolest credit sequence of all. Yeah. But he fights in the Union side. And I'm going to say, I'm going to make a judgment call here and say, if, if your superpower is you're a Wolverine, you're basically just a werewolf. You're getting grandfathered into werewolf. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's where I'm basing this from. Yeah, that's where I'm basing this from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the werewolves were Americans, but yeah, definitely not. Well, because that's the thing. The vampires just look so cool in those SS uniforms. I'll tell you that right now. They oh, would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They would have they really rocked those. But uh, but yeah, no, no. So, oh, man, you put, you put... Kate Beckinsale and some Hugo Boss, like yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, um, She Wolf of the SS, that type deal. Mm, yeah, right? I I don't like that that works for me, but it kind of works for me. Buddy, you think it works for you? Oh my God, what I would give for her to call me a Jew rat. Oh my yeah. God, I'm sure. Yeah. Immediately, it's 
really upsetting how much that does it for me, but boy, I would love it. But anyway, what's it called? But, but so yeah, so she's what's called a fucking death dealer, which, okay, calm down, right? But so yeah, but so the whole story is that like, yeah, they're tracking these werewolves, right? And they're following them into a train station because their whole thing is they kill werewolves, right? And it's, so they're basically like a wet team, right? Like tracking down werewolves, yeah. like, you know, real kind of like, you know, you know, right? And so, and it starts to- They're SEAL Team 666. Exactly, oof. Yeah, yeah. Look at you. But it starts this whole huge, like, badass gun battle and fucking battle in the goddamn, in a goddamn train station. Yeah, because the werewolves spot them. Like, I, I genuinely don't know what the vampire plan was other than just like, we're going to have a mash casual, mash casualty yeah, event. event. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like, the like the vampires end up like accidentally shooting civilians and there's a part that's like pretty cool. Yeah. You have your good, you have your good guys like accidentally murking a couple bystanders. I'm like, that reminds me of Ronan. I'm kind of here. You remind me of Ronan. Uh, you got my attention. Yeah, not bad. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And then, but like, for like ostensibly wanting to like having like, you know, this like millennia long crusade to like preserve their the secrecy of their identity. Like the vampires really? spend so much of this movie destroying all public infrastructure they come in contact with. Yeah, like, yeah. In, in Prague or whatever the hell they are. This no, this movie is set in spooky nowheresville. Like everyone has a different accent. Like. It, all again, all the civilians talk like Americans, but they clearly look in, or clearly live in like Budapest architecture or something. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's I, literally fucking signs in different, in, in like some sort of like it's not, it's not Cyrillic, right? Yeah, like one of those. It's it's it's, it's like, you know how like I was talking to you about how like all these. It's like it's like if you picked, yeah, it's 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 like if you picked like the. Like if you went in Word and were typing in English, but picked like the font that looks like it's Cyrillic. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, like the the font that you put on like your Atlantic Monthly story about how the Russians are taking over the White House. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. still English, but the R's are backwards. It's Latin. It's Latin alphabet. It's Latin alphabet, yeah. but it's like, <clears throat> but it's like their accents and shit, and it's not like Spanish. It's like Hunt for Red October title sequence font. Yeah. Yeah. People are here named like. Like their version of uh, Joe of Joseph is like is like Joseph, you know what I mean? Joseph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joseph. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it's a lot of that shit, right? A lot of a lot of J, a lot of J's, and you don't know what sound it makes. What's it called? But yeah, no. Um. But so yeah. But, but yeah. But like Rob said, yeah. Everyone is basically American or British. What's it called yeah. in this movie? Because yeah, it's an English movie. Who cares? But what's it called? But um. But so yeah, so starts off with that. And some again, sometimes both American and British, like from scene to scene. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh. But so basically, so keep back. So so turns out the werewolves are following this guy, right? Who's a human, right? And and, and so the whole movie is trying to figure out why the werewolves want this guy, this guy named Michael, right? And and again, American. And I immediately go from like pretty cool, like mass shootout on like a subway platform to like who could care. Who, who, who on earth could care? What yeah. the, you know who cared, Rob? Who cared? I, I cared. I love this movie so much. It's so cool. Like, I, I, I don't understand why you thought I came to this movie about vampires and werewolves fighting each other to watch like Gene Hackman in the conversation like try and solve a whodunit. Like, yes. That's not what I signed up for. I do not want to watch like a private eye movie 
I want to see some fucking vampires fight some fucking werewolves. It's all, it's all, and, and that's the thing, is that, like, I will say, to the movie's credit, you do get a lot of that. Now, I will say, it is absolutely bookended. It is absolutely yes. bookended. It is. You got it. You got it. You got to eat some vegetables in the movie. Down. This is a two-hour movie that should be an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. This has the saggiest fucking middle of a movie I've ever seen. Like, again, beginning and end, I am there. I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. The middle where you're getting into an hour of fucking lore about fucking the Covenant and the Awakening and the Elders and who's in whose chain of command and, like, vampire werewolf hybrids and biology and you know, the fucking history going back to, like, the 4th century and St. Corvinus and whatever, and I'm like, who the fuck cares? I care. I care. Because when I was a kid, I had a book all about werewolves and vampires, and I read it, I read it cover to cover so many times. I, it's the only, it's the, it was like, it was like one of those, like, shitty little kids books, but like, yeah, that's where, fun fact, uh, Ways to Kill a Vampire. Uh, actually, Silver also works on vampires, uh, decapitation works on vampires. Uh, um, uh, uh, there's so many different ways. Yes, see, these see, are things that. So that I care. I, no, 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 no. That I'm fine with. It's the, it's the fucking like, again, like fa- phantom menace level of like yeah. factions and politics and like bloodlines and like. Yeah. You you talk you want to talk to me about silver bullets and moonlight and daylight and all that like the actual like mythology of this. Again, that belongs in my werewolf and vampire fighting each other movie. Yeah. Like, the line of succession of vampire kings and, like, the, like, autopsy sequences where we're, like, trying to solve the, like, fucking Dr. House medical mystery of what this dude's deal is. Like, I don't care. That's not why I'm here. This is, like, the beginning and end of this movie are, are the first Matrix, the middle hour is Matrix Revolutions. Yeah, no, that's actually, that's actually a perfect, and I will say a very fair kind of encapsulation of this movie. Because the, the whole thing it turns out is that, like, so basically, like, the way you become a vampire or a werewolf is that you are bitten, right? We all know that, right? You're right. bitten, right? And, 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 so, and so it's basically a virus that, because that, it's always interesting to me how, like, these movies, kind of like zombie movies, how they, like, exactly explain what is going on is this Mm -hmm. scientific is this supernatural i think this kind of does a little bit of both right but that's fine it it does mostly the scientific kind of aspect of it where like basically these are two different because they do call them species right there are two different species they make themselves off of humans based on a virus and michael is a descendant of the of the father of the michael being the human yes 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 is it a descendant Senate of the first of the father, right? Of the of the of the two sons, one of whom was bitten by a bat, and one of whom was bitten by a wolf, and that is uh, what's it called? Where werewolves and vampires came from in this in this in the, their descendants, right? So the first the first vampire and the first werewolf, right? So 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 basically, the idea being that 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 Michael can be both, right? And can be, be a werewolf vampire hybrid. Hybrid, yes. Which could which could end the war is what the werewolves hope. Because as I knew from the beginning, werewolves are the good guys. That's right. Werewolves, good guys. 
What's it called? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, vampires, bad guys. What's it called? Uh, but basically, yeah. So it, it, I don't know. I mean, I don't know really what it is to say about uh, uh, stupid court intrigue. Blah 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 blah. Uh, they say, what's it called? Uh, they wake up the big bad guy uh, who's not supposed to be woken up. Um, uh, Kate Beckinsale. Why does Why does she even wake him up? But basic, basically, because like she figures out that like so. The guy uh, whose name is Craven, uh, who's who's yeah, another... I wonder if he's a bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But when, when, when I heard his name was Craven, I was like, that has to mean something in a different language. They get come on, Craven <laughs> with a K. Craven with a K. Why don't you just name him Traitorous? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Incre- incredible. I mean, that had to be like a plot. I, I, either one or two things happened. Either either that was like a placeholder that just got left in, and they're just like, now nah, that works. Or someone wrote that and was like, yeah. With like, it was well, the second one. D- deleted the C, added K. Okay, here we go. We're writing yeah. so much. Screenwriter Danny, Danny McBride. Not yeah. that one, but he, he was Wait, at, is that the screenwriter's actual name? Yeah, it's actually his name is actually Danny, Danny McBride. Unrelated to the Danny McBride from Eastbound and Down. But I did double check just because there was a part of me was like, that would be kind of cool. That would be insanely cool if Danny McBride was just like, yeah, no. I get really into werewolves. Yeah, Yeah, fuck you. Danny McBride rocks. But no, um, what's it called? Yeah, no, no, but so basically, yeah, no, yeah. uh, um, Came back into, uh, what's it called? They wake up that guy. The the reason why they wake up that guy is because she's like, oh, wait. Because the whole mythology is that basically like, okay, the werewolves are almost dead. The werewolves big bad. Uh, was called was killed many many years ago, and basically since then the werewolves have just been losing like shit, right? And Craven um, became basically the acting head of the vampires because he was the one that killed the werewolves, big bad. Um, and what happens is is that actually actually they just like basically were like, look, look, we just he just he, he and Lu- like uh, Craven and Lucian, who is the big werewolf dude, I guess cut a cut a deal. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. For peace, basically. Well, not even for peace, but for less war, I guess. Which there was funny that was like, how is he the bad guy? Yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah, make a, but it, I guess there the werewolves were agreeing to like back a palace coup by Craven, even though Craven's kind of already in charge. Yeah, like, but he's only like. They do like this weird like rotating presidency thing. I don't, would you believe there is too much going on in this fucking movie? Yeah. And I, I did not follow it all because at a certain point I just stopped paying attention because I could not bother to care. It's, that's so fair. No, because that's the thing. Is that like, is that like, I watched this movie and was just kind of like, all right, whatever, cool werewolf shit, whatever, who cares, right? And just, and just now really thinking about it, I'm kind of like, wait, what was the bad part of it? It sounds like they, brokered a peace deal basically right like like at least like a de-escalation of sorts right like i understand why he wasn't just like no we talked it out it's fine what's it called we're just not gonna go to war anymore which i guess i get it because the vampires would have been like no we're the nazis you can't do that we need to kill all of them well yeah no i mean when bill nye who plays the like the i guess even more in charge vampire dude they wake up um, he, he keeps he, when he hears that they're trying to make a hybrid, he keeps calling it an abomination. Which like, real, real yeah. Nazi vibes, yeah, real Seb Gorka vibes there, exactly. Yeah, 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 real Seb Gorka vibes. What's it called? Not as much of a big boy. Do you remember that? Remember that time mm-hmm. Seb Gorka just, just 
parked his fucking car on a sidewalk. I mean, I just, yeah, but I, I just kept thinking, like, because Bill Nighy is in, like, some, he's in, he's in, like, his first scene, he's in, like, a full, like, zombie suit. Like, he had, like, one thing I will credit this movie for, a lot of practical effects, a lot of, like, yeah. guys in suits, a lot of, like, puppets. It looks, like, this movie looks good. Yeah. Like, it has, like, style to spare, has, like, good effects. Like, it is, like, genuinely a good-looking movie. It's all, you know, it's that, like, 2003, like, everything is gray thing. Yeah. But, yeah. like, it's, like, genuinely, like, for the most part, well-filmed. It's it's competently lit. Like, it doesn't look like shit. It's yeah. Good action. Really good action. When it bothers to have some, yeah, the action isn't bad. Like, Bill Nye at the end gets his head, like, sliced in half. Yeah. They yeah. loved doing that back then. They And I... And I'm sad that has gone out of vogue. Yeah, yeah. You remember there's that scene in the first Resident Evil, Evil film where they have the fucking, they have the fucking like little laser thing, little laser things. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that as a kid and just be like, ooh, that looks upsetting. Because they always yeah. do that thing where they're just kind of like, like that one moment of like, and it's like you wouldn't have that. You're in pieces. What are you talking? You're dead. That's a dead person. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there was there was this. Uh, I wanted to, to bring this up just as sort of like a credit to the film, but like there was, because there was this like a, like topic of discussion really a few years ago on like film Twitter, where there was this whole idea that someone like brought up of like vulgar auteurism, um, which, and you know, I think we've talked a little bit about auteur theory on here, which is basically, you know, it's, it's not like a, there are a lot of problems with the idea, but it's, it's basically the idea that like on at least like, you know, with, with great, directors or great visionaries you can like point to them and see like you know you you can point to a hitchcock film and be like it is a hitchcock film like there is you know a a style and a sensibility that carries through all of his movies and that's true of like any great director like you can point to a, a john ford film be like that is a john ford film you can point to a spielberg film be like that is a spielberg film because it has these shared traits there's this you know they can be very different things you know, very different types of movies, but there is a shared DNA among among all of them that is brought, you know, that is inherent to this person's, like, grand vision. Like, you know, kind of like how Hoffman can't help but be great. Like, you can look at Hook and be like, that's a Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the all of the, the, the DNA that I kind of wish they had excised from Spielberg, but it's like, it's inherent to him. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of problems with that idea that like all, everything about a movie can be contributed to one man when there is like or, or woman but usually like, you know there's like, like like probably like a hundred people who went into making this movie yeah yeah, yeah. 50 to 100 people yeah and they often have like much more influence on the end product than you would think like yeah like the editor like editors just have like an insane amount yeah. of influence on what ends up happening yeah i mean suicide squad apparently like like the whole thing was like yeah i mean the whole thing that could be largely chalked up to an an an, an editing thing because i got a trailer company to edit that movie That's what yeah i, I mean uh i trick. wish i could remember her name but quentin tarantino's like longtime editor died after i believe it was kill bill and there was like a noticeable different feel from his like kill bill and earlier movies and his later movies and like, you know, Quentin Tarantino is like a quintessential, like, you can tell a Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, like, my he has God. a, he puts a stamp on his movies. But at the same time, like, a lot of white people saying the N word, that's a Quentin Tarantino movie. 
Yeah, but but like yeah. even someone with that much of a vision, like their their end product is like notably altered by like the presence or absence of a of a someone whose name I can't even remember as someone who cares about this kind of thing. Yeah. Like again, like editor is legitimately like the most important position on a film that you almost never think about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. But I, I bring this up just because there was this, you know, this like brief little movement to talk about like vulgar auteurs, which is basically like people who make like, you know, because auteur theory is usually applied to like respectable movies, like important movies. But, you know, there's this movement to acknowledge like creators with a vision whose movies usually don't get this kind of analysis. And like Len Wiseman was one of those guys. Like yeah. there is a, again, because like I, there is like a legitimate style to this movie Yeah, that you can like, I haven't, I don't know that I've seen any of other Len, Wise, Len Wiseman's movies, but that I imagine you could trace through some of his other movies. What's it called? Um, a Good Day to Die Hard, I think is one of oh, his. Did you ever see that? Was that the, was that no, the? Sorry, Live Free or Die Hard? Yes, that one I saw. Yes. That was yes. a steaming pile of shit. Yeah, that, what are you talking about? It's an incredible movie, you son of a bitch. You mother, are you kidding me right now? That's a great movie. No, that movie sucks ass. You're, oh God, what is it like living in a world where you're just so wrong? You're just wrong okay. all the time. Also, this is, this, is, recall this, this is a movie about a like drunk, divorced New York City cop. Like, yeah, who drives, who drives a, 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 a DC police car into a helicopter and then yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that, they totally lost the thread on what this character was supposed to be and what this franchise was supposed to be. Like yeah. the one famous thing about DC about the DC about DC is that there are no skyscrapers and they film scene after scene in DC full of full of skyscrapers. Also, I just I cannot put up with Justin Long for an entire movie. Oh, I forgot to I will not do it. Never yeah. mind. Okay. Okay. Rescind. Just like Timothy Oliphant is the villain. I'll take that. Yeah. Bruce Willis as Bruce Willis as John McClane. Bruce Willis. He's not playing John McClane. He's not. He's playing like I don't. He's I don't. He's playing like fucking like. No, no. John McClane. What's your problem? No, he's John McClane has a perpetual hangover. He's not jumping off of fucking fighter planes or whatever. What's it called? John McClane. So funny. John McClane is like a. He's playing NYPD or something like that. Yeah, but probably not even because I imagine he keeps getting busted down ranks. Like yeah, he's yeah. he's a shitty cop who just happens to be in like the, the right place a couple of times. Right time. Like a, a like a, like kind of incredibly coincidental number of times. But like yeah. you know, I'll go with it because again, he's kind of a he's kind of bad at his job and kind of a dipshit. But like gets gets it done regardless. He's funny. He's, like, he's the he's yeah he's funny. But in that movie, and he's a, a fucking Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool. That's what's so perfect about the scene where he drives a car into the helicopter and then the perfect way to end that scene, he laughs to himself because it worked. You, should, you shouldn't have made it a Die Hard movie. You should have just recast it with Arnold. Yeah. You do that, maybe I'll show up. But yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair, actually. Okay, but anyway, yeah, but you were talking about uh, vulgar um, authorism. Well, just, I mean, I was just crediting this movie as, as being stylish. Like, it's not, like, 
it's not necessarily like I have a limited my digestive system can only handle so much like shadowy 2003 like mm-hmm. edgelord like leather daddy stuff yeah. but like but like if that's what you're into this is doing it like it, yeah. it it's like does it affect this is one of the first to do it i mean this is really like this is up there and like kind of setting that because that's the thing because when i was watching this i was like this is such a 2003 ass movie you know yeah. what i mean like it really this is like you know i mean i think the hot couch thing might be a little played but this is like a real kind of like like yeah. like like hot couch ass movie where like yeah like where like you wake up to the dvd menu of this movie yeah like this is this is really but like no, but there's the thing is but that like it could like I think it could have been like a solid hot couch movie. Yes. Like there's there's no world in which this is the Matrix, but like it could have been like one of the better Matrix knockoffs. Yeah. It is like almost there. It's just there is so much fat in the middle. Yeah, like this this movie needs liposuction. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, but I mean, I'll, I will say, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. This I movie happy. should be 140 tops. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you this: after I watched it, I was happy. I was fine. It was a fine movie. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, would you at least give it that? Like, it wasn't like I didn't punish you watching this movie. No, I mean, of the ones you have assigned me, this is one of the better ones. One of the yeah. like, there again, there were moments I genuinely enjoyed, like um, Bill Nye. Like, the only reason he doesn't eat the whole fucking set is because he's literally like strapped down to an IV. Like, yeah. you just give an like a British actor of that caliber like some just fucking nonsense that you want, and it'll be fun. Like, yeah. he chews that fucking nonsense. He doesn't sleepwalk. He shows up. He's like, I'm going to have fun with this bullshit. And he has fun with this bullshit. And it's, in fact, in, like, in fe- infectious. You got it. And, yeah. like, he's like, a, Kate Beckinsale is, you know, she's she's pretty good. Like, I don't, like, there's not a whole lot to this role. Like, she's not given a whole lot. But she's also, like, she's she's actually, like, an actress. Like, I've seen her be good in things. Like, she, she's been in, like... <laughs> But like she, she can like hold her own in like a fucking Whit Stillman movie, you know, like a, a like urbane comedy of manners where people are like talking about Jane Austen. Like she's good in The Last Days of Disco, like, yeah. which I know is not a movie you've even heard of. But like, no, I'm just saying, she's not, like, not she's, right now. she's an actual actor. Like, yeah, Scott yeah. Scott Speedman and like Barry Trefuffola or whoever the fuck these other like nobodies are. Like, no idea, no pass like absolutely just dead on arrival wooden no charisma glad they're not in movies anymore yeah but like you know you michael sheen as a heavy is a weird choice but like i'm there you know he's he's sleepwalking a little bit more than naive but he's still you know he's michael sheen he you know he can fart this stuff out and it's fine yeah yeah yeah, no, yeah, yeah. i mean yeah he's doing fine yeah i mean i mean that's the yeah i mean like yeah he's not he, he's I mean, I mean i mean that was the thing it was really it was really kind of weird to see him as like um i mean i mean i mean listen first up first up first up i'm gonna be honest with you when it said michael sheen i thought it was the other michael sheen all right you're thinking of martin sheen there can be two michael sheens <laughs> okay which michael sheen were you thinking of Martin Sheen. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. You fucking happy? You goddamn happy? Hope you're happy. Anyway, are you happy? Like again, it's it's in, like Michael Sheen should be playing Craven. 
Yeah. Like he should he should be playing a vampire. It makes no sense that he's a werewolf. Like again, just to just to uh, quote Thirty Rock oh, oh, again. Badass too. Yeah. No. Again, he is the heavy in this movie. It makes yeah. no sense. But uh, to just, I'm just gonna like quote Thirty Rock again, like because he, he has a he has an arc on Thirty Rock where he plays a character named Wesley Snipes. Yeah. The whole, like the whole joke of which is just okay. You look at a picture of me and we- and 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 the actual Wesley Snipes, and you just without any other context, just decide which of us looks like a man named Wesley Snipes, <laughs> and it's me. You take the pale British guy every single time. Just it's again. It's such a good joke, too. It's a great joke. Yeah, he should be playing Craven. Like he, if he, if he like showed up and was like, "Yeah, I'll have some fun playing this like, yeah, know, vampire like this like effete vampire betrayer." Like that would be great. But yeah, and then like, I don't know. You couldn't get Hugh Jackman for the Lucian role, but like someone more like that, like you know, someone who could be more of a believable heavy, but is also like kind of fun. Yeah, no, no. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, yeah. Not Hugh Jackman, but I understand what you're saying. Like, so Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe. No, I'm no, I'm literally just saying you couldn't get someone of that. Like, you couldn't get an A-lister oh. like that. But like, I don't know. Um, who's like bargain basement Hugh Jackman? Like, um, you're still glad to see him, but like, you know, would take like a, you know, third or fourth build in Underworld type. Just uh, um, long. <laughs> fuck off. That's the problem. No, Ray yeah. Winstone cast Ray Winstone in this yeah. movie. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, they, I mean, I mean, I'm just reading about Michael Sheen. Yeah, this is a dude just uh, over and over again. Old Vic, uh, young Vic, fuck it. Yeah, this is <laughs> the man has an OBE. This is not. Yeah. not no, not, he's not he a is, werewolf. He's a vampire. He is absolutely a vampire. He's he's come on. Like I will say, like some of this movie is just stupid. Like again, just all of the like the talk about the covenant and the the, the bloodlines and the ascendancy and whatever. I just ponderous beyond belief. But yeah. like, there's a lot of and like there's there's a lot of dumb stuff in this movie that I'm like I'm there for though. Like when they do target practice, they just shoot at like marble busts of like Archimedes or some shit so for no reason. Like so okay. Good. Yeah, I'm there. When she like shoots, like shoots a circle around herself in the floor to like escape and fall oh. to the next floor, so oh, dumb. But I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. But this, this, and and I will say Kate Beckinsale because Kate Beckinsale is an incredibly slight British woman. You know what yes. I mean? I mean, it's also like kind of like, but like, I mean, I mean, because like that's the thing. Mila Djokovic, like, like, and I don't want you know not to talk too much about like a woman's physical appearance. But like, Mila Djokovic looks like she can throw a punch. You know what yeah. I mean? She looks like she can kick ass. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate Beckinsale is 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 like real thin and is just but like honestly, I think she like, looks like a vampire's familiar. Yes, yes. She she looks like a vampire hit woman. Like she, yeah. she and like with like the with the costumery in this. Like the way that they portray like the like okay, yes. It is crazy that they have these people that they basically said like well, no, oh, no, 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 no. I think they said like the more. Pa- okay, here's how they paper over that, right? The more powerful lichens can change whenever they want, but the less powerful lichens, the less powerful lichens, uh, have to. Uh, it's only when it's a full moon. Oh, what's it called? Also, fun fact: uh, Michael Sheen uh, literally did play a vampire uh, uh, in Twilight. Oh wow! Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. He played Aro, the leader of an ancient Italian vampire coven known as the Volturi. Wait, he played an Italian vampire? <laughs> just, oh, just. <laughs> oh, now I kind of want to see it. Have you never seen Twilight? No, the only thing I've seen, I've just seen the YouTube clip of the scene where they play vampire baseball. Um, <laughs> and they're all doing like 30 foot jumps in the air and running like at the speed of sound. Yeah. Like, just, and reading the description of like how that scene fits into the movie where it's like, they literally just stop the plot for five minutes to be like, and now we're going to play some vampire baseball because as everyone knows about vampires, they love baseball. So here's yeah. some baseball. Yeah, yeah. The movie just starts again after that. It's like instead of having an intermission, they just inserted a scene of baseball for no reason. Yeah. Well, basically, because they're just like, listen, we're all vampires, so we're all old. And you know what old people love? Baseball. Because I've actually seen Twilight. I've seen the whole movie. I watched it as a bit. I ordered it on demand with my friend, and we just watched it and laughed at it. Because it was very silly. Because we were just like, this doesn't make any sense. They're vampires. Shouldn't they be into, like, jousting or something? Like, I don't think baseball's yeah. even old enough. Robert Pattinson's character, like, was dying of the Spanish flu. And so his, like, dad, dad, the vampire guy, is like a doctor. So he's like a vampire doctor. What's it called? Like, like working in, like, a, a, a tent, in, like, a tent city during the Spanish flu. And he didn't want Robert Pattinson, because the Spanish flu just, like, killed young people like crazy, right? Yeah. That was, like, the reverse of COVID, right? I don't know. I mean, I know that a lot of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this COVID kills a lot of old people, like, like, the Spanish flu was all about killing young, like, people our age. I don't know if it exclusively killed young people, but it certainly... Yeah, but it was, like, yes, okay, well, okay, doctor, all right? But, yeah, no, yeah, so by... Anyway, so yeah, so yeah, so so you're right that he did literally play a fucking what's it, um, goddamn vampire. Yes, and honestly played it much better. Very funny that he's an Italian vampire though. But yeah, no, no, no. There was a lot. I think that there's a lot there with the vampire and the um, you know, like like fucking. There, there's a lot there. There's a lot there with vampires and werewolves. And I think that this movie. This could be a much better dumb movie. I think that it is about as good of a dumb movie as you can get. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Hold on, no. Hold on, hold on. When it comes to movies about werewolves and vampires. No, it is far from the best version of itself. I will not let you let it off the hook like that. I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying that there isn't room for improvement i am saying that 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 of the vampire werewolf type movies i have seen i think underworld and the underworld film series as in in general does it the best in terms of like what this movie was trying to do it was trying to be a modern action movie about werewolves and vampires because how crowded of a field is that what are you comparing it to van helsing <laughs> movie that i saw say it with me folks in the theater, which also shockingly stars Kate Beckinsale and Hugh Jackman. Yeah, they got him for that one. I know that. Yeah, I saw this in the theater, and it's a big steaming pile of shit. That's what I heard. Very cool. I never saw it. 
I'm probably going to watch it again tonight. Okay. I look forward to getting that assigned to me. Yeah, you might actually. It's, it's, I mean, that's the thing is that like, there are just so many, there are just so many cool fucking, I mean, that's the thing is that like, I've always been fascinated with monsters and with mythology and everything. And like, this shit is just so cool. And it's so, and like, I think that you really can do like a real good, like, I think I actually had the Van Helsing video game too. I think you made a video game of it. What's it called? Let's see. Spinoffs. Let's see. Of course it got a video game. It was a movie. Yeah. Yeah. They all got video games. Yeah. Video games. Yeah. Van Helsing video game. Yeah. Yeah. I had this video game. God, that's so funny. All right, so are are you? I I'm assuming you're recommending this one. I would absolutely recommend this movie. I think that it absolutely is one that it's like it's worth watching. I think that I I, I think that you 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 watch this movie, you're gonna be happy you watch it at the end of it. Were you upset that you watched this movie at the end of it? I wasn't upset. I wouldn't really recommend it. I wouldn't <laughs> not recommend it. But there's just there are a lot of movies in the world, and you could do a lot better than this. But like you know, it's. You can feel like that's a time movie you can do better, but yeah, movie to I am not mad that I watched it. If that is the standard, there you go. But if, there were some times in the middle where I got pretty close. If you, if you look, if you want to throw on, if you want to feel like it's 2003, all right, where, where, where the world is scary, but whatever, you can go and sit in your goddamn basement with your friends and smoke a little weed and watch this movie right? If you want to go back to that time, watch this movie. You're going to have a good time. You're going to be happy. Rob doesn't know what he's talking about. Rob doesn't like a movie unless it says something about, I don't know, the state of, of affairs within the, the beast that is man. This movie is saying, no, listen, we, listen, vampires and werewolves have gunfights where they shoot where they shoot sunlight rounds and, 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 and silver nitrate rounds at each other, right? And where Kate Beckinsale, right? Where hot British actresses are in very tight clothes that don't seem like they'd be good in combat. Because they're no, all- no, that, The difference between you and me is not that, I, not that I am some pretentious weirdo who can only take movies that are saying something important about society. Because I would love a good vampires and werewolves fighting each other movie. The difference between you and me is that I have some self-respect, whereas you are happy for a movie to just call you a worm and say, here, fucking take it, pig. You want some vampires and werewolves? Here, they're going to talk about fucking lines of succession a lot. Fuck you. Yeah, because I'm cultured and because I care about, about culture. This is a cultured movie, Rob. They talk about knights. And okay, you're, you're zigzagging wildly all over the world. I'm, 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 I'm like a, I'm like a trucker who's run out of black beauties. All right. So sounds like a thumbs up from you and a like thumb sideways, I guess. One of these, one of these, a McNulty in the wire that, that yeah. trending down a little bit, but not like all the way, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, but only because, only because you're, you're, um, you're, you're a bad person. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said that. That was meaner than I meant to be. I don't think that's even mean. It's yeah. just confusing. All right. So what have I been watching? Um, Why don't you tell me why I'm going to look at Van Helsing? Stop looking at things. I hate it when you, you are the most distractible man in the world. 
just have a conversation with me, Matt. Have a conversation with you. No, you're talking, and then whenever I start talking, you start looking at a screen. It's not a conversation. That's just monologuing. <laughs> can we do things? <laughs> yeah, you monologue, then I'll monologue. That's a conversation. I've been watching the uh, the show The Boys, which is on oh, Amazon. How is that? It's it's fun. I like it a lot. It's kind of like if Watchmen were actually fun. Um, yeah. It's you know it's not as smart as Watchmen, but it's you know a similar setup where it's you know it's about a superhero team, and they are all you know psychopaths and fascists and alcoholics and degenerates, mm-hmm. and you know it's it is a lot of fun. It has definitely got a lot of edgelord in its DNA. Um, But, you know, to a tolerable level, it's... Politics are weird. Not that that is the ultimate, you know, thing that counts, but it's like a show that is very cynical about corporations, but the good guy is the CIA. Yeah. Just, I don't know, whatever, man. But, like... Whatever. Who knows? It's a fun show where at one point a guy drives a speedboat full speed into a whale and it just explodes. So, like, I'm there. Like, if you have a show where uh, there is an Aquaman character who is a dipshit who tries to tries to cut off a, like, Shining Path Liberation Army, like, terrorist superhero with by like parking a whale on the beach and the terrorist superheroes are just like I'm just gonna plow my fucking speedboat through that and it just explodes. Like, yeah man, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch that whale explode. Like, yes. That's I did not know that that is what I wanted in my life, but I did. So thank you. It it's it honestly sounds fantastic. Yeah. So recommended there it's in in its second season now there's not like a lot of it like the first season was only like eight episodes and they're putting out the episodes weekly which i kind of like uh, yeah. like just having some time to like digest and like do other yeah. things is kind of cool but it's amazon right yeah amazon for all the problems with amazon i will say props to amazon for just being like you can watch one then you can go outside you fucking- yeah, I mean, HBO does the same thing, but HBO is like still kind of like a TV network. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, but like, yeah. you know. Netflix is just like, here you go, pig. Yeah, <laughs> fucking drowning it. You're fucking slop. Like, the funniest thing about Amazon is, or about Netflix is Netflix doesn't even really promote its own stuff. No. Put it on, put it on the banner for like a couple days and then just like dump it. Yep, yep, yep. Here's some shit we made. Fuck you. You're not going to cancel. This is your mom's anyway. Fuck you. Shut up. The thing you need to realize about Netflix is Netflix is not actually like a production company or a streaming service. It's just like a stock item. Yes. It is a purely financialized product that is like, they'll just be like, you know, HBO or like even Amazon because it wants to compete in this arena, but being like a, like, you know, they think of themselves as content producers, you know, that's like their thing. So they'll like, they'll keep a show on if it has good ratings because they just, you know, they like having a show that has good ratings. They like, you know, yeah, they like, they'll put out a show that doesn't have good ratings because it does well at the Emmys or whatever. They like collecting that, you know? Yeah. Netflix will like cancel a highly rated show, like one that gets like good ratings after like two or three seasons, just because they're like, well, everyone who is going to subscribe because of that show has already subscribed. So no, our, fuck you. our consumer base is not growing, so yeah. we no longer need this product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, 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 
it's i mean like that's the thing is that like the hope is that the hope is that you get enough people like i guess like you literally right who like get jobs at like like amazon production and like amazon studios and fucking like you know, like hbo and shit like that where it's just like where like they climb the ladder so that at a certain point like the people making these acts uh uh you know like yay or nay decisions are kind of like no we should have like good shows on this you know what yeah. i mean right I mean, and, like, I mean amazon and hbo are not the problem like if not i mean not jesus christ not that there are not problems with amazon no, you love jeff bezos and want to kiss him but <laughs> in terms of like producing quality content and like you yeah. know producing and distributing it more or less the right way at least in comparison like i mean amazon they're like movie model is they'll like buy movies at Sundance like any other studio and like put them out in theaters like a regular movie and then the only real difference is they'll like you know they'll just go on Amazon and stream exclusively there afterwards. Yeah. 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 I mean I mean that's the thing. HBO is full of people that like are like I, my, 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 my take on it is it seems that HBO is full of people that are just like, well, we work for HBO. You know what I mean, right? So you got to kind of keep that thing. Amazon has more money than God, so they're just like, whatever, we can just do anything. Netflix, all Silicon Valley sickos. Yeah, that's the difference. Like, the people who go to work at HBO are people who want to work in television. Yeah. Netflix is owned by tech bros. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Draw just about, yeah, disrupting. How do we disrupt the, 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 the people wanting to throw something on so that their kids can calm down? You know, how do we, uh, like, 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 how do we disrupt, just make a good fucking show. Shut the fuck up. I mean, I, like, there is like a strong, strong movement. I think Spielberg, like uh, spearheaded by Spielberg to be like, no Netflix movie should ever win an Oscar because Netflix's whole like movie distribution model is to put it out for like one week you know, in like one theater, which technically qualifies it for an Oscar run, just to sort of be like, yeah, I mean, it, it's not going to be in any theaters, but fuck you or Netflix, you know, we could do that. You know, their, their idea again is to like disrupt the theater experience. Like they want to legitimize themselves by winning Oscars, but like also kill the like movie going experience, which COVID might've killed anyway, but we'll see. Which is hilarious that just like, Going to the movies might just not be a thing anymore. Right. But, like, you don't see the same thing about, like, people wanting to, like, disrupt, you know, like, keep Amazon movies from winning an Oscar because Amazon still releases their movies in theaters. Like, no one, like, no one was complaining if, that, like, Casey Affleck won an Oscar for, like, Manchester by the Sea. At least not for, like, those reasons. People have their problems with Casey Affleck. But it wasn't because, like, Amazon... We love him on this show. (laughs) But it wasn't because they thought Manchester by the Sea was going to kill movie going the way that like people were worried that like Roma winning a best picture might like kill movie going. Yeah. It's sad because I love Roma. It was a great movie. But like Netflix does make good shit. Like from time to time. From time to well from that well, not because of anything that's Netflix's fault. Netflix ends up hiring people that make good shit, right? Netflix also puts out movies like Cuties, which have not seen, do not necessarily want to see. Did you hear about that? I, I was actually just reading about that while I was on the toilet, but I was like, huh, I don't know. I don't want to make it. any judgments without seeing it, but I don't think that I'm going to anyway. I don't care that much. That's, that's the thing. I, 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 was like, I, was like, I was like, I should probably watch it so that I can actually have like an opinion. And then I had the thought, wait, why do I need to have an opinion? Yeah. I don't. I can just not watch it and just for yeah. people 
Isn't that fucked up? I'd be like, I don't know. I didn't see it. Yeah. There you yeah. go. I don't know that anyone is going to stop you on the street and be like, what's your opinion on cuties? And I, I, I just, 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 I have the best opinion in the world. No idea. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be mad at me. What's it called? Well, what do you, don't you think that it's, I don't think anything about it. I just go about my life. What's it called? What's it called? Would, 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 don't, don't, my, my children are very young. I don't have to worry about that yet. I don't have to worry about them being in some sort of French dance troupe. We're not French. I don't know. Yeah. I have no opinion. There What's you go. It? That's fine. Yeah. It's a great way to live life. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, I have also, so got two, two more things. Love watching shit. I do love watching shit. It's quarantine, baby. Like, I, I, I would like to say this is not a normal pace of things for me. Yeah, that would be psycho. No. Like, I have watched already this year, like, more movies than I watched, like, all of last year by, like, a significant factor. Easily. Yeah, yeah. me too, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was like, I, I would maybe watch a movie a week last year. Like, and that was like... That's pretty good. That was like fighting to make time to continue to be a person who likes movies. Yeah. It was hard sometimes. Yeah. So this is, this is <clears throat> a byproduct of quarantine. It's not normal for me. I mean, yeah. it was absolutely normal when I was in film school, but like well, not. Well, yeah, well, because you were in film school. Right. Yeah. Figure that comes with it. So I also, I, I have still, like I, I've talked about this, I think on the first episode we, we did, and I just haven't brought it up again because I didn't really have anything else to say, but I've still been kind of, like slowly going through the, the X-Files, like a nostalgia thing. I, I got to the, the point where uh, the first movie is in the series. Mm, with the smoking man. He's in most of the series, yeah. But he is in, he is in the movie as well. Um, it come, the movie comes between the fifth and sixth season. Um, and you know about the smoking man? Sorry? You know about the smoking man? I, do I know that he's a character in the movie? Well, yeah, but like, do you know like about his back, like, like, like the actual background on set? No. What's it called? Yeah, he was just supposed to just, he was just some random guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like audience was like, who's that guy? And they were like, just a guy. Yeah, no, he literally shows up at the end of the pilot for like two seconds to do like the Raiders of the Lost Ark thing where he takes this file about like an abduction and puts it in this huge room full of other files. But he just looks kind of like this ominous bureaucrat smoking a cigarette. And they're just like, okay, he's the arch villain of the series now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me say, I I like him as a character, but you can kind of tell that guy was just an extra who got a promotion. Yep, yep. He's not a bad actor, but he's an extra who got a promotion. Yep. Yep. I mean, which honestly, you know what? King, get your shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, like, the, so the movie is interesting just because it was, a, stop reading stuff. You don't know what I'm doing. I'm reading about the smoking man. Look at this guy. But. He's a bush. He's a bush? Yeah, no, his name is Carl Gerhard Bush. Whose name? What? No, that's the name of the smoking man. No, it isn't. The actor's name is William B. Davis. Well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but but the smoking man's literal name was a god. I don't. It, think... it reveals his full name to be Carl Gerhard Bush. At what point? I never finished the series. Like I've always petered out before the eleventh season. Oh, the eleventh season. Yeah, no, I did not. I watched like two episodes of when they brought it back. I was like, I'm good. 
But yeah. because, and this is what I want to talk about, just the way the series increasingly turns into hot nonsense. Like the, uh, like the movie, like the, they made a movie because they kind of wanted to turn it. Okay, stop reading about it. Listen to me. Listen to me. They made a movie because they wanted to read about it. Uh, like the initial plan was actually to like, like stop making the TV show and turn it into a film series. Because it was like, it was such a popular... Oh, like, uh, like Star Trek, kind of? Kind of, yeah. But start, like, they did that for Star Trek because Star Trek was unpopular and got canceled. And they like threw them a bone and were like, you can have a movie. And it just kind of ended up being just popular enough that they kept doing it. Like the X-Files was like legitimately huge. And like, they were like, I think we can like make this into a film franchise and wouldn't... And this was still in an era where it was like much more prestigious to be making movies than TV. Mm-hmm. If we can, why would we not? But it was such like a cash cow for Fox that they're like, okay, we'll give you the movie, but you have to keep making the TV show for, I guess, forever. Yeah. Like, they kind of wanted it to be like law and order and just never end. Yeah. It puts them in this weird bind where they also can't ever make any progress in the story. Yeah. X-Files was like kind of, you know, it wasn't like totally innovative. Like there had been shows that told like long-term stories before that. But it was like one of the first like really popular ones that was like trying to tell like a long form story. Like, yeah, which is so easy to do in a police procedural because it's just, oh, another person got killed in New York City. You know what I mean? So simple to do. And you can have like little kind of plot lines throughout the Law and Order and throughout like SVU and Criminal Intent and all these things right. where all could weave and those could end. But then the, there, there's still this procedural is still going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you like look at like episode descriptions of like the X Files on like Wikipedia, the little literally note like, is this a monster of the week story or is this a mythology story? Because they literally like have two kinds of episodes. One was like a self-contained, like just we're telling our like procedural story about like you know it's like Law and Order, but the bad guy is a vampire or whatever. And then they would have like the again like the years-long story about like the government conspiracy involving alien colonization. Yeah. And like the like the episodic monster of the week stories stay good pretty much throughout the whole run because again it's just I mean they're hit or miss but mm-hmm. like you know you can just at any point you can just turn out a complete good story if you've got a good writer it's just like yeah you know like again like Vince Gilligan who went on to create Breaking Bad got to start in the X Files and like so you, he's and he stayed with it I think through the whole run of the show so like at any point you might get a Vince Gilligan episode and it's gonna be pretty good yeah but. But, like, because there was this expectation that this cash cow just had to keep making milk, like, at a certain point, the the long-term story about alien abductions, like, kind of has to just be like a hamster wheel thing. Like, it can't ever end. So they can't ever make any progress either. So this weird thing ha- happens around season three where it just, it doesn't move forward anymore. It's almost like it just kind of hits a dam and starts pooling out. So, like, rather than them, like, making any narrative progress, they just keep piling complications on top of it. It's like, we're not, we can't, like, uncover this conspiracy or, like, do anything about it. We can just make the conspiracy way more complex. So, it's like, okay, uh, okay, it's not just um, abductions anymore. There's also, like, uh, this, uh, oh, there's, like, a an oily black substance that can, like, it controls people's minds. It's an alien thing, and it can, like, it take over their bodies and control their minds. And ooh, ooh, what if it was also uh, like a virus too? So it was communicative. And then ooh, what if, yeah, I just thought of this, but what if it also 
once you get infected with the virus, it turns you into an alien. And then that alien turns into a different type of alien. And like, there's literally a scene in like one of the, the episodes I just watched where they literally have to like, like it's, it's literally like a person sits down and explains to the camera, like, here's what the conspiracy is so far, because I know you're all lost. And it's also like, so like the movie, like the movie is like kind of good. It's like a, it's just a two hour episode of it, but it's like, it's dealing with this mythology stuff. And it's clear they want to like, like the initial plan for it again was like, we're going to like, this is going to be the thing now. So we can make some like real progress with it. But it was clear, like, in, like, post-production or late in the process, you're like, oh, shit, we actually, okay, we can't, fuck, we gotta, we gotta make another season after this, so there can be no progress in this movie either. Like, it can be bigger, we can have some cool special effects and some cool set pieces, but it's gotta just kinda bring everything back to the status quo. And, like, there's still, like, some big stuff that happens, like, you, there's, it almost seems like Scully, after, like, five fucking years, is finally gonna be like, okay, you're right about aliens. Because, like, that's another another just stasis thing. Like, they just kind of have to freeze this character dynamic in Amber. Where it's like, he believes, she doesn't, and they're just kind of stuck there. How does she not believe? The, the, again, in, like, so, again, in that episode, the first one in the sixth season after the movie where they, like, sit you down and re-explain what the conspiracy is, there's literally a scene. Like, it's kind of a fascinating episode just because it's it's so clearly about, like, where the X-Files as a series is. There's literally a scene where Mulder says to Scully, like, dude, okay, you know that, that stuff that just happened in the movie? You can't pretend that di- didn't happen. Like, we won't stand for it this time. And she's like, nope, you know, it's the same as every other time. I, I like, kind of saw some stuff, but I also kind of got bonked on the head or was, like, doing some other stuff while you were doing it. Like, mm-hmm. so, nope, you know, I don't know what I saw. Sorry. I know there was a big, like, city-sized UFO that we watched, like, lift out of, like, the bottom of Antarctica. But, nope, I was kind of bonked on the head, so I don't really remember it. Sorry. Just, just, how do you not immediately fire your gun in the office? Like, how do you not? It's so frustrating because it is like, again, like the like episodic Monster of the Week stuff like stays really good. And like, what's really frustrating is that Gillian Anderson, who plays Scully, is a way better actor than David Duchovny. Yeah, I believe that. She's gone on to do like other things. Like she can actually, like David Duchovny is fine. What What was she in? She was in something big. What was uh, it? I know I don't know if she was ever in any like big movies. I think the best like thing I've seen her in since is this like British serial killer procedure or mystery show called The Fall that was set in like Belfast, um, which was pretty cool. So you kind of deal with like serial killer stuff and like post trouble stuff, and she plays this like icy kind of detective. It's like it's like a like the British do like if you're if you're into like murder mysteries which isn't really my lane but like if you like it the british do it about as well as anyone it was like a particular ex- like per- like there are a lot of people who are like of like british murder mysteries like the fall is one of the very best ones and i watched a lot of it, it was like this is pretty good Gillian anderson's great like yeah but yeah like- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. She's what just the company has gone on to do like Californication and nothing. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Let's see. Like he's fine. He's a perfectly charismatic like TV actor. But like there are scenes in the X Files where you can see him like straining to act, and it like you feel like he's gonna like pop a vein. Yeah. 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 It, like like he's just. He, I mean, no, he's not. No, Jillian Anderson is is. Yeah. No, she rocks. He's like. I mean, he's fine. 
Yeah. Yeah, like if you're casting like a you know, like TV procedural that is going to run for 10 years and you're looking for just like a charismatic TV star, he's like, yeah, we're doing pretty well. We, we lucked out with when we cast a covenant, you know, we did all right. Could have been Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> all right. So that's, that's my like periodic rant about the X-Files, a show that I love, that I love that is also deeply frustrating. I might actually start watching it. It actually sounds kind of like up my alley since I'm into all like the lore and shit. Yeah. I've just, just never cared about aliens. I've yeah. tried to care about aliens. I've watched so much shit about aliens. And every time I'm just like, yeah, probably not. Yeah. I, the thing I've recently gotten in on is the idea that they're not extraterrestrial, but that they're e- extra dimensional. You've told me that before, which you're just, you're trying too hard. No, no, that makes more sense. The idea that like, cause you know, fucking hard it would be to travel from one planet to another, especially like an entire differently solar system and everything. But like the idea that like, there are many dimensions and everything. And like, and like, and like, and, and like, oh, it might just be, be much easier to escape this universe than this planet. What's it? What? I was being facetious. I said it would be much easier to escape this universe than this planet. I'm just saying, what's it called? I think that that's what they are. But I mean, I, I am not a person who really cares about aliens at all either. I just, what I like is like, I like shadowy conspiracy vibes. Like it has like a very like 70s political thriller vibe. Yeah. That again, it kind of like just totally loses the thread on. But like the early yeah. mythology episodes when it's like hitting its stride, it's like, this is honestly very cool. Even as someone who like doesn't give a shit about aliens. Yeah. Because... You know, it's another show with weird politics, like the Oklahoma City bomber was apparently a big fan, so they kind of have to address that in the the movie. There's like a scene that is very explicitly based on the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. But at the same time, it is a show that understands that the uh, Pentagon and the CIA are the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Which is, but at the same time, also, to be like, oh, Timothy McVeigh was a big fan. It was the fucking X-Files, man. Like, everyone was a big fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also because, like, we all know the goddamn government. I mean, I mean, I mean, I was thinking, I was listening to this thing today, um, this podcast today, where they're talking about the Gulf of Tonkin and how, like, and how, like, literally, we were all. Ta- I was taught in a public school that the Gulf of Tonkin was a false flag. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, by a by a public school teacher, and it was, and and, and no parents were like, "How dare you teach?" Like everyone's like, "Oh yeah, no, yeah, we lied to get into Vietnam." Yeah, we all know that. Yeah, yeah, grow up. You know what I mean, right? No one, no one. No one, he, no one is going to be like the Gulf of Tonkin really happened. Like, no, we all know we lied, and sixty thousand Americans and like four million Asians died. Yeah. In 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 the goddamn Vietnam War. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we lied. We, we all know. And that's the thing is that like I, I think I mean my big thing recently is just learning as much as I can about about conspiracies because really you can't do anything about them. So it's kind of cool to know. You're kind of like, oh, I know a thing. And then you get in an argument with a very nice woman who's dating your friend, Dan, uh, about, about Bill Gates and USAID, right? Not realizing that she works for USAID. What's it called? Yeah. yeah. And remembering the time when you called them a CIA cutout, right? And how she laughed and how you thought it was a, you know, you thought for maybe for a second, like, Oh, she understands that and understands the truth about USAID. And then you find out, Oh no, she thought I was joking uh, because I was talking about her and all of her friends at work. So you know what? I want to say Kizzy, I apologize. Yeah. So, you know, you might like the X-Files. It might be. I might. 
it might also make me even more antisocial than I already am. Possibly. But in its best moments, it recognizes, like, some of the, the, my favorite moments for the show is when it, like, just admits, like, Mulder would be much happier if he just, like, settled down and fucked Scully and just, like, yeah. gave up all this nonsense. Like, yeah. it is unhealthy for him. Yeah. It's the oldest fact in the world about humanity is that knowledge really is not good for you. Yeah. It's just what is the point of and, knowing yeah. all this? And like, like he is I would have such a much better time at the beach if I was just like, oh, that's cool to what Bill Gates is doing. But no, I have to know little things and I have to know them and I have to say them and I have to think them. It's really in a way almost like, I don't think this was intentional, but it almost feels like a very existentialist show where just, the, again, the way it is structured where he can never actually solve this conspiracy or know its full extent or do anything about it. He's just trapped to be constantly investigating this thing that is driving him insane and leaves him without any friends or family or any meaning to his life other than the pursuit, a pursuit that will never be fulfilled. It will always be just beyond his grasp. He will never see the full picture. It will always be slightly hidden from him because we need another season. And if we exactly. solve the thing, we're done. Yeah, yeah. My, my understanding, I, again, I've always petered out on the show. Like, I think this is my, like, I don't want to say always. Like, this is only my second time going through it. But, like, I petered out long before the end. But my understanding is, like, the ending doesn't even really resolve everything because they were still like, okay, now can we do the movie franchise? And then, and then they finally did get a second movie okayed. And they did them. They they were like, okay, well, well, this is going to be such a success. We don't need to do everything in this movie either. So we're actually just going to do like a monster of the week type movie. It's going to be totally unrelated to the mythology. And it was a flop, and they never made another one. Yep, yep, yeah. I remember. I remember everyone that I knew that liked the X Files was real mad when that movie came out. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie either. Again, gave up long before. That. Yeah. No, it's 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 one of those things where it's just like, it's just like. It's just, it, God. So I'll say, it's all streaming on Hulu, but you, you, even of the good seasons, you cannot watch all of it. Because again, there are nine seasons of it, probably at least six or seven of them pretty good, but they are like network TV seasons that are like 20, 24 episodes long. What you do, you just go on Wikipedia, you read, you read just the top paragraph episode description, it'll almost always give you a little summary of like, Critical consensus was mostly positive or mostly negative. Just watch the like, you know, if you're feeling generous, like mixed and up. Just watch those. You'll be I, know, I know, I know, I know that there's one where it's like, I think it's called Home and it's just real rough. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is a violent fucking episode prominently featuring disgusting inbred guys. Yeah. No, it, that is like, it is like a great like slasher movie in like a 45 minute chunk like that's that's part of the great thing about doing the like episodic episodes you can just have like a different little mini movie every week yeah they can be they can be like horror things they can be like straight procedural they can be comic they can be like sci-fi it can be whatever like i just watched a movie about the devil you know he's trying to get trying to get a lady pregnant he's like he's actually kind of nice and it's the lady who's evil what a twist devil's played by bruce campbell you know it's all right yeah. What's that one? Hmm? Oh, oh, is that is that an episode of the X-Files? Yeah. The devil is in the X-Files? Like a demon of some sort. 
Like, again, it can be whatever, just because next week we, we don't have to worry about the devil because yeah. that's just that week. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You ever watch Rosemary's Baby? Yeah. Bad movie. Okay, that's a strong take. Don't, did not like it. Very stupid. Also, read the plot description to home. Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, yeah, that opens with a, a dead child. Yes, not, which, if, if you know one thing about me, don't kill the children or I will find you. Because what do we say on the show, Rob? Say it with me. One, two, three. Everyone has an address. <laughs> you didn't hit it in time. I'm, I'm practiced with muting you because we've been doing it in person. Hit it in time. Yeah. Didn't hit it in time. I got it out. My failed threat. David, about- coming to your house. We're going to have tea. Okay. We've been talking about the X-Files for almost as long as we've been talking about it. I don't know why I would take that on into company. So real quick, real quick, last thing. This is just a... I'm watching so much. Just a, a, a light Saturday afternoon movie, uh, just because I, I needed something digestible. I watched the movie Black Sea on Netflix which is a movie from, I don't want to say like five years ago. It was a British movie. So it didn't make a lot of money here. Uh, stars Jude Law as like a Marine salvage guy who gets laid off and hires like a whole group, whole crew of people to like take this like beat up old Soviet submarine and sal- like salvage some gold from a Nazi U-boat that was sunk in World War II and is full of Krugerrands. So you got, in one package, you have a submarine movie and a heist movie about a bunch of working-class stiffs trying to pull off the big one. One last job. It is just chock-full of dad movie cliches, and just, I love it. Perfect. You want to spend two hours on a Saturday morning, watching a mo- or Saturday afternoon, watching a movie that opens with historical World War II footage? Yeah. I'm there, man. Full of character actors. Great. Fantastic. Two hours well spent, my friend. Fantastic. Yeah. What's it called? Absolutely. I mean, and Jude Law is so great. I mean, Repo Man, just <laughs> the best of all time. Repo Men. Repo Man is a very different movie. Yeah, I've heard both ways. But, okay, one thing I will say, like Jude, Jude Law playing working class is kind of weird because the, the one distinguishing thing about Jude Law is just he's the prettiest man in the world. Yes. And kind of, you know, looks like he has been like suspended in like crystal his entire life. Yes. Also is like, okay, this is very confusing as an, as an American person who is not a connoisseur of British accents, but he appears to be doing maybe Scottish in this movie where it's like, I couldn't tell what was happening, but I could tell he was doing it wrong. Like whatever accent he was doing, you know, he's a very posh man and he was not doing posh here and it felt weird. You know, I imagine it's, it's what, it, what it would be like for like Australian or English people when they hear an American who's not from the South do a Southern accent. And they're like, I don't know that I feel qualified to say this, but that seems incorrect. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the differences in British accents uh, um, uh, and, like, the class difference, because they really do have class over there in a way that, like, I mean, we have it over here, but, like, totally different. You know, they have, like, we have, like, you know, economic class and racial class. They have, like, aristocratic they have, class. They, they have literal aristocratic. They have feudal shit going on over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, yeah, they have so which, like, to Americans, it's just, like, what are you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, just doesn't make any sense. It's like, but 
You talk to people based on where you went to school? Yeah. What? Are you kidding me? But it's like, I mean, we have all that same shit here, but we're just like used to it. You know what I mean? Right? Like, yeah, like, yeah, it would be weird. It'd be weird. Like, yeah, if you, if you had like, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, people and code switching and everything too. But yeah, no, yeah, I don't, that is the thing. Is it all British accents basically just like, you sound so fancy. It's just kind of like, or you sound like the least fancy man in the world. There is exactly, no yeah. Or you sound like you're actively drunk. That's it. Yes. What's up, Black Sea? Looking at this, a big, big fear of mine is dying alone in the ocean. So not going to watch it. Okay. What's well, I might watch it actually because also a big uh, want of mine is to die alone in the ocean. So there you go. Might be worth it. As you know, I want to die with other people in the ocean. Well, there's some of that. That'd be nice. Not yeah. underwater. I want to. I want to be above the water. Oh, okay. And then you go under the water. Yeah, they're mostly underwater deaths. That's rough. Rough stuff. Probably shouldn't have gone underneath the water then. <laughs> but there's gold down there, Matt. The first thing I did was I Googled Black Sea and then clicked the first Wikipedia thing, and it was for the Black Sea. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's a whole sea. You been watching anything? I, I almost immediately watched uh, Underworld 2 after I watched Underworld 1. Decided <laughs> uh, oh. against it. Oh, you didn't end up doing it? No, I almost did. I've seen it before. Is it better or worse? I think it's more honest. <laughs> That's the most confounding answer you could possibly give. I don't... I have any idea what you're going for there. Because if I remember correctly, again, I watched this many, many years ago, but it was just kind of like, yeah, right, here you go, pigs. Here's your slop. And it was like, cool, thank you. I mean, that's kind of what I wanted from the first one, though. I just Yeah, that's the thing. I, I think this one really I just wanted to watch vampires and werewolves fight. I didn't want to watch your fucking political machinations. Yeah, if I remember correctly, yeah, Underworld film series... God, Kate Beckinsale is so hot. Yeah, Underworld Evolution. Uh, there are like four or five of them. What's it called? Uh, there were one, two, three, four, five of them. Uh, oh my God. Uh, what's it called? Oh no, okay. So, what's it called? And there was also a short film. Uh, in, two thousand, in 2017, Wiseman revealed that a sixth film is also in development, with Beckinsale reprising her role as Celine. On September 13th, 2018, Beckinsale confirmed she will not appear in the sixth film, stating, I wouldn't return, I've done plenty of those. Fair. That's I think very... five is enough of anything. Yeah. I mean, also, because it's just kind of like, how much fucking money do you need at a certain point? You yeah. just keep doing that. What's it called? Yeah. No, so I haven't been watching anything. All right. What am I watching? Why don't you tell me what I'm watching first? All right. So I'm going to continue on my trend of just giving you films from this decade. Um, so the common thread between this and the master is for the two years that I was the editor of the diversion section covering arts and entertainment for the University of Maryland's independent student paper. Uh, I, I got to do a top 10 list at the end of the year, which was not a, not a thing that they had did ever before, or I think ever since I just wanted to do it and I could do it, so I did it. 
and the master was the film that I picked as the best film of 2012. And the film that I picked as the best of 2013 is what you're going to get now, which is the documentary, The Act of Killing, which is available on Amazon Prime. Did you like to know what you're going to get? What am I getting? You are getting the 2007 American parody film. Epic movie. Oh, fuck. Okay. Pay you for it. You refused. It is available for rent on Amazon Prime for $4. All right. Well, I mean, Matt, I made it through the love guru. You can't touch me anymore. You think you say that now, but I want to tell you something. I enjoyed the love guru. I saw epic movie. I did not enjoy epic movie. All right. So I think this actually might take the case, take the cake for the most cursed combination so far. You are going to join us next time for a three hour documentary about the Indonesian genocide, the act of killing and epic movie. often think about how inconsequential you are? No. Do you believe that God will save you from your own ridiculousness? No. Have you ever had intercourse with someone inside your family? Yes. Have you ever had intercourse with someone inside your family? Yes. Who? My auntie. Have you killed anyone? No. Maybe. Not me. Have you killed anyone? No. How many times did you have intercourse with your aunt? Three times. Where's your aunt now? I don't know. Would you like to have intercourse with her again? No. Do you regret this? No. Where's your mother? I don't know, Louie. Infringement. Ah! Back to the start. Okay. Do you often think about how inconsequential you are? Yes. Do you believe that God will save you? No. Have you ever had sex with a member of your family? Yes. Are you lying? No. Auntie Bertha. Where's your aunt now? I don't know, maybe home. Are you lying? No. Are you a liar? Yes. Have you killed anyone? Yes. Who? Jabs in the war. Do you regret this? No. What are you running from? Maybe hurt a man, I think. Maybe he's dead, I don't know. Where? In Salinas, he stole a batch of my booze and he drank it. Does this booze you make poison? No, if you drink it, smart. Are you trying to poison me? No. Where's your father? Dead. How did he die? Drunk. Where's your mother? Where's your mother? Looney Bird. She's psychotic. Yeah. What is the name of your aunt? Bertha. Why did you come to have sex with your auntie Bertha? I was drunk and she looked good. And you did it again and again? Yes. Have you ever had bad thoughts about Master Peggy? Yes. What did you think? I thought you were fools. Am I a fool to you? No, sir. If you were locked in a room for the rest of your life, who would be in there with you? Doris. Who's Doris? Best girl I ever met girl I'm going to marry one day. Is she in Lynn? Yes. In Massachusetts? Yes, sir. Why aren't you with her? But I'm an idiot. Why aren't you with that lovely girl? I got no reason. I'm a fool. Do 
you love Doris. Yes. She love every night. Yes, sir. Why aren't you with her? I don't know. Yes, you do. Tell me why you're not with her if you love her so much. I told her I'd come back, and I never went back, and now I just, I gotta get back to her. Why don't you go back? I don't know. I don't know! Never too early for Dr. Pepper.